The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, the Green. Baby, baby, boys, girls, children of all ages. If you think that you're having a bad week, just count your blessings that you're not the uh, planner for the Olympics in Japan. He's having a really bad week, and he'll be up all night. What's going on? I'm I'm out of the loop. I it's know the Olympics are now. Well. His tweets from 1998 came up, and they fired him for him. <laughs> oh. Yep. Well. Shit. Up next is the last ending song. Did <laughs> Rick Nick you damn? Uh, I hope I hope the 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 Olympians uh, love their sexless beds that Japan has given them to sleep in. Well, it's the Japanese way, man. Open yeah. heart, sexless bed. <laughs> And finally, American Ramrod Kendo Slice. That is why I'm not going to Japan. <laughs> that's sure. That's why you're not going back. We should play. A, we should play a game on tonight's show, guys. Why isn't Joel going back to Japan? <laughs> the warrant says he can't leave the country. Yeah. Because because of the if they see him on, on on the on the airplane manifest, he'll get arrested as soon as he lands. They really look down uh, upon it whenever you're putting your own underwear in those panty vending machines. <laughs> nobody nobody wants that yeah nobody no, anyway, no, no, no. nobody wants nobody wants a streaked uh, tidy whities okay it doesn't no nobody wants that no joel fries <laughs> nope. no no so, dion were you not blown away the other day when i sent that picture of that actor's name and it was joel fry yes that was hilarious i just thought of you guys and i was like hmm about time. Yeah. That, that, that's a Joel Fry. That's a Joel Fry. Uh, folks, if you want to know what a Joel Fry is, well, you don't. So we are officially back. Back from where? Back from Loudy's wedding. We had been talking about it for months and months and months, and it happened. It was great. It was everything we could have wanted it to be. Uh, we got to hang out with the bullshitters, obviously. Etep Wakuyan from The Place to Be Reviews was there. Jesse Milestone from Milestone Entertainment. Uh, we had a great time. So, guys, um, starting with you, Nick, uh, something memorable from Loudy's wedding. Um, the fact that we could do karaoke in Dion's room as loud as we could and nobody was called was was ridiculously amazing. Because had there been in any other hotel at any other time, uh, they would have they kicked us out immediately. We almost got kicked out of the one in Chicago for just playing yep. a very rousing game of uh, Million Dollars Butt, but... You know, yeah, right. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. What about you, Kendo? Um, most memorable time about Loudy's wedding. Uh, I mean, the reception was held in a really cool place, so there was that. Uh, I don't know. I guess whenever you know, we just kind of hung out the one afternoon when it was raining. We walked to the liquor store and came back and just kind of hung out and we're having fun. Uh, we watched a movie that was awful, but we had fun. Hmm. Well, um, I was off buying shit in Michigan, so I was not there for that part. <laughs> Dion, what about you? What about me? What about Raisin in the sun? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, man, I had a great time, man. It was a good time. 
hanging out with the place to be was fucking fun as hell. Seeing my boys, my my bullshitters as I haven't seen you guys in purple in purple. I haven't seen you in purple, but I also hadn't seen you in person in, since 2019. It, yeah, it was just it was it was well needed, and it was fun. And we did have fun at Lowry's wedding. Um, I think the Predator pictures are probably my favorite part. Folks, if you know what we're talking about, then uh, was memorable. <laughs> folks, if you know what we're talking about, you probably was showing up and Phil yelling at the guy behind the, the desk because he reserved the wrong hotel. That was hilarious. Oh, I didn't get to see that. I, I entirely missed that whole thing. Oh, Dude, my favorite yeah, moment no. doesn't involve any of us. It's we're all sitting at our tables, tired from dancing or drinking or whatever the hell we were doing. And all of a sudden, that shitty song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, comes on from Shania Twain. And it goes, come yeah. on, girl. And Jesse oh, bolts up and goes, okay, and walks to the dance floor. And then Hillary stands up, picks up her drink, chugs it down, slams it on the fucking table and goes, woo. And they go out there and they dance to that whole song. Wait, no, 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 no. You, you, they, 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 they country line dance to that song. Let's be honest. Yes, they were amazing. Okay. Also, another funny thing is that um, Hillary, Dion's wife, and Etep's wife, both for some reason, like, I, I love the conversation. They're like, what? You're, you, wait, wait, hold on. You're in Michigan? I'm in Michigan too. We should become Facebook friends. And like, immediately, like, they were friends. Yeah. They, oh, did, like, they did the most stereotypical yeah. Midwest white woman thing ever. And just immediately like, oh my god, you're yeah. a We should be friends. I sent you when I saw. I just, I just accepted it, girl. Dude, what? and that, that was, and, and that, mind you, that was the first. That was that was Thursday afternoon in the rooftop bar yep. when that happened. Yeah, yep. that was great. It was, it's it was funny. It was, it was funny as shit. Was so funny. <laughs> uh, she was great. So it was. It, I don't know how to say it. It was amazing to see everybody, but it's like we didn't miss a beat. So after that initial, like, hey, guys, what's up? It was kind of like we were off to the races, and it was yep. awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah man. Now, the folks, first drink yeah. of everyone was funny. That first dinner was, was awesome. Dude, that, yeah. that steak was awesome. Delish. Yeah, I did. I did. I did put out the video of, of us at dinner on our Instagram on our story. So once again, anybody who's following that will we'll be able to watch it, and then it'll be gone after 24 hours. Now, Nick, you filmed some stuff over the weekend, correct? Like our karaoke and all this other shit we did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am cutting it together, putting it on Instagram. If you want, I can put it on, on our Patreon as well, just to to make sure it stays there. Spice it up. Yeah, I think we should put it on there. Yeah, 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 because the, the, the things I'm putting on Instagram are like, once again, like they're they're guideline friendly. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see told her that karaoke thing was going to be a hit. <laughs> dude it was awesome we were so yeah. gone yeah once we once we got the internet situation worked out and everything else and yeah that's fine so yeah folks uh cheap plug check that out on patreon and kendo or sorry and i'm gonna have nick uh, we're gonna cut together a uh one of those trailers for the youtube membership program because people keep asking us to go on there we'll be putting that on there too so you guys can get bonus content with us and that's where we're going to be filming a bunch of stuff from horror hound as well and putting that up there and you'll probably be able to watch partial video of some of the stealing solo audiobook recording on those platforms as well so if that's something you're excited about uh you know just be on the lookout for it 
So, guys, now that the uh, big social event of this season has come and gone, we have one more to look forward to this year, at least, for WCBS official business, and that is Horror Hound. We're less than two months away, so I'll be right back here in Cincinnati <laughs> with you guys. We will be live at the Sharonville Convention Center uh, September, what is it, 9th, 10th, and 11th, I believe is that weekend. And you guys can come out, uh, hang out, uh, Meet us, drink with us, hang out, fans, listeners, everybody comes over to these conventions and we have a great time. Tim Riggs uh, got shit faced with us and we walked around downtown. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bar hop. So, uh, <laughs> super fan Adam Shawhan's coming out. Yeah, we got thrown out, the coming out. It's, they did kick us out of that fucking hotel. I have never yeah. been, never mind. <laughs> that is the same, you know, I'm not that mad because that is the same hotel that we prank called Candyman from. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the, the dates for uh, Horror Hound are September 10th through the 12th. Okay. So anybody who wants to come out and see us, we'll be there. So yeah, we got a table and everything. We're we're good to go. Yeah, we'll... Uh, Hashtag never if, forget. <laughs> now, if you back the comic, folks, you can come and get it signed. And I think I might bring a couple extras uh, to, to Horror Hound. Yeah, I'll bring a couple extras. You guys can pick those up in person, too. So... Uh, those are done and ready. I've seen them. They're perfect. I've been showing them around. I showed you guys the pictures, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, my mom, when we got to the Airbnb on Sunday, she's like, you got this, these packages. And I was like, oh, yeah, finally. And I was like, everybody sit down. So I made her and Jesse sit down with me, and we went through them. So I was really excited. Uh, I would show them, but I am not at home right now, uh, or not even at the Airbnb. I'm at Phil's in an office. So it's actually a really nice setup here. <laughs> But is everything is everything good with the with the uh, books? Everything all right? Well, they were perfect, dude. This place, uh, this is my second time working with them. They're meticulous. They're like, sir, can you move it over a scotch? And a scotch <laughs> is just like one button click. But then I move it one button click and re-upload it, and then it came out perfect. Like uh, the high council cover, the one with uh, that I drew, that was the one that had the most. Um, not really editing. It just was like it required the most fixing from the print process, but gotcha. it was perfect. So I'm I'm beyond happy. So folks, uh, I will be doing live streams and all kinds of fun stuff with that uh, to you know promote the, you know the book again and uh, to get people excited for the trading cards. Those anti SJW trading cards are in production now. So guys, we have a ton of shit to talk about. You guys ready to start? Ready, willing, and Gable. Yep, All right. Oh, God. What a terrible tag team. Actually, they weren't terrible. Did you guys get a chance to see the new the new Dune trailer? And if so, what did you think? It actually looked pretty interesting. It looked a lot better than what I thought it was going to look. I'll tell you that, man. I did not expect it to be interesting. Um, I still think it's yeah, pretty silly. It's Dune. I, I think it's going to have a very similar release. It might be a better movie, but it's not going to make a bunch of money. So, uh, but yeah, I think it was it was an interesting trail. I'll give it that. It was it was pretty good. Well, what say you guys, uh, Nick Kendo? Did you guys watch the trailer? If so, what did you think? I mean, I remember I remember watching it. You know, last year when it was supposed to come out, and it was it was fine. I still want to go see it. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a big Dune fan. I never read the books. I've watched the the old movie like once. That's about it. But this uh, but this new one definitely looks more interesting and a little more polished. And um, you know, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Oh, yeah, by I the did way, not see the trailer. Uh, nor did I. I'm actually watching it currently because I sent you guys the show notes, and the first thing is Dune trailer, and I'm like, well, I fucking didn't even follow my own directions. 
<laughs> I have no one to blame but myself. Now, before you had one job, Jeff, into- just one job. I know. I did it. I did it well, actually. Uh, by the way, before we jump into the Dune talk, what was our word? We discussed this briefly off air, guys. What was our word for today? Uh, it was uh, dongle. Think, yeah, dongle. Dongle is the word of the episode. Okay, dongle. So yes, uh, apparently YouTube doesn't like some of our words, but dongle is uh, <laughs> inappropriate enough to slip by. But if you forget the L-E and dongle and just put dong again, I'm going to read your messages and laugh even just as hard. So anyway, the official word of the week is dongle. Um, have fun with that, folks. Movie titles, song titles, famous quotes. Uh, just make us laugh. So back to the Dune trailer, excuse me. Again, I have the same opinion of this. Cool. It uh, For the people that are into it, I am very happy that you're going to get your Dune movie. Uh, for people like me that have experienced the old Dune film from 1984 and read the Marvel comic adaptation, and that's it. Didn't like what I had seen. I have no interest in this. Uh, what am I supposed to take away? Not very much, but I also have nothing negative to say. I just want everyone to enjoy this film. It looks visually interesting, but... Denny Villeneuve, is that his name? Uh, or if I butchered it, I apologize. But this is the same situation with Blade Runner 2049, where you had a lot of these hardcore science fiction fanatics who were like, this is the second coming, and it looks great, and it's this, and it's that. And the trailers looked awesome. But didn't Blade Runner 2049 uh, fail to deliver? Not the box well. off the one? It, it, it was yeah. well-received, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't make a bunch of money. And then I think this is what we're going to have here. You're probably going to get some diehard sci-fi fans that swear by this film that are like, man, it's so accurate to the source material. It's epic. It's this, it's that. I, you know, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy here, but I don't think the climate is right for hard sci-fi. Now, if you go back and you look at where hard sci-fi thrives, it thrives on streaming. Black Mirror, the new Twilight Zone, even though it's bullshit, fits into that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is that? Carbon... Uh, altered Carbon. Um, yeah, Altered Carbon. The, the other one, Love, Death, and Robots. Like all of these shows are, you know, what I would consider a harder science fiction. And that is the digestible platform today, not a big epic like Dune. So I'm just guessing this doesn't do well because of those reasons. Yeah, and and, and, and that sucks because, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. And um, I, I, I enjoy some hard sci fi here and there. But um, I don't know. I'm just not a Dune fan. And I. I don't think it's going to catch on with with normies and people are going to people are just going to looking at it and be like, what? What is this? So, well, Nick, I don't think if Dune if Dune couldn't catch on in 1984 when the climate for <laughs> science fiction was much different as well as fantasy. I mean, look at some of the shit that not only got made in the 80s, but what was popular. It was a much more uh, accepting time for crazy ideas. And I yeah. know Dune didn't do it right, apparently, you know, and all that stuff, and based on other adaptations, but like. That was the time for something like this to thrive. We're kind of in this weird window where Dune to some people's a remake, a readaptation, this, that, and the other, but it's also not new and original. So I'll leave yeah. that for me. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Oh God. Guys, the year 3535 has followed us to this podcast. Oh, so Jesus. Dion, you're about to learn <laughs> tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's actually the most morbid episode of uh, the High Council. <laughs> that joke went on for for so long, so long. It was like in the year. Oh, dude, we should do it in the year three, the year two thousand. Remember that from Conan O'Brien? Yes, we should do a button like that. 
In the year 3535. Wait, hold on. In the year 3535. I was waiting for that. This microphone is perfect for Buffalo Jeff, folks. So, Dion, really you be prepared because I'm coming for you. Ew. And, Your and, soul and, is mine. Oh, no. get oh, away wow. from me, rapey Shang Tsung. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I gotta let us let us cleanse the palate uh, of Mortal Kombat. Uh, hold on, what's a good Mortal Kombat button here? Mortal That's the best Mortal Kombat button. <laughs> hold on, let's really cleanse the palate. Well, pardon my French, but uh, I'll be damned. <laughs> Walker told me I am. <laughs> that was for you, <laughs> Always fun. Always fun is right. But uh, yeah, so we're good on Dune. Let's uh, move on, shall we? Or is there anything else you guys want to say about it? Uh, no, we. I think we've Dune enough. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, I can't believe I can press this button so fucking early. Who are you? What are you doing here, and where are my horses? Oh. You see what happens, Dion? Ugh. When I dune a stranger in the ass? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how you're afraid of it, but okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I just don't like them, that's all. <laughs> Well, I mean, l- l- lucky, lucky for you, there were, there were none in Fort Wayne, so you were fine. I'm glad. Yeah, didn't have to, folks, didn't have to, didn't have to scurry across the street in fear or anything. So it was, it was okay. Universe, I don't scurry. <laughs> I don't scurry. Calm down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look, Dion, <laughs> the universe was working in your favor, sir, because uh, folks, Loudy was supposed to have a horse-drawn carriage <laughs> escort him away from his wedding. That. But there was a shortage of horses in Fort Wayne, Indiana last weekend. So <laughs> Dion was lucky. They were all away on business. Oh yeah. What, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. What, what was was that the weekend? Same weekend as the as the uh, Civil War re- reenactment? Is that, what, is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> Fort Wayne is in the is in the north now. I'm just saying, man. You know. Yeah, they were a Union State. Oh God! It looks like Dongle was a popular choice, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad people are, you know. Using Look, Leap's in the chat. I'm gonna be hanging. Hey, Leap's there. Yeah, Leap. We're gonna go hang out at the Hofbrau House and drink, well, drink some beer and eat a lot of German food. So, uh, expect drunken texts, guys. God, dongle bro. From Leap's phone. Oh, I'm gonna take Leap's phone and I'm gonna start texting people. Just start, uh, just start, Do just it. start tweeting. J- j- just, just, just go live on his Twitter and see what happens. <laughs> I'm gonna start tweeting like uh, dongle pics. Dongle pics. Canceled. <laughs> oh man! Ooh, I love this one from Seth Doherty. Live, live free or dongle hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dark Fate Two, Dion's dongle. All Dion. I think Don't I'm more excited for the release of Shingles' dongle. Great. <laughs> okay, no more of her. Fine, I get it. You've moved on. Ah, you know what? one dongles. That's a good one. <laughs> Dion, 
Now, I have good news and bad news. Uh oh. There is a film that was so popular that caught on with audiences, it got a sequel based on popularity alone. The bad news, Dion, is that it's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, and now there's a sequel coming. (laughs) (laughs) We still need to do a drunk watch party for him on on this fucking channel. I swear to God. I'm down. Look, let me get back and get my office set up. I want to have... If I have this set up in California, we can do... We need, we need we need to do this, and then there are two Bruce Willis space movies that are completely dog shit that we need to do as well. Also, tomorrow, also the tomorrow war. <laughs> no, one's called like Breach. The other one's called Cosmic Sin. Like they're fucking terrible. I watched both of them. I was like, I was like, where's Roger <laughs> Corman? Like at least at least that shit was fun. Like this is just god awful to watch. Unlike, it, dude, it sounds like you watched Space Jam too. Ew, he wasn't I, there. <laughs> Even though Dion contrary to what Dion believes, he wasn't there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nick was there. I, I don't know. I don't like this conspiracy. He was no, not no, there. No, <laughs> no Dion. Dion. I can Dion tell missed... you who exactly was in the room. He was not one of them. Dion missed me so much that he just like <laughs> imagined I was next to him. We were talking about it, bro. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, apparently, he's Tyler Durden, and I'm. I'm the imaginary friend. <laughs> yeah. <Literally. laughs> <laughs> All right, narrator. <laughs> so let's watch Army of the Dead 2 one of these or Army of the Dongle one of these days, I guess. And it's way to remove Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's um <sighs> Yeah, they it's a the movie first about broadband <laughs> connections. <laughs> that would make sense. Um. Yeah. The, the the beginning is is a fucking blatant copy of um, Zombieland, and he puts his Richard Cheese music in there from um, his remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. That's that's the beginning. The beginning is entire this entire slow motion song of of shit going down and like how the zombie apocalypse came to be and who died and who who survived and all the shit that went down, and then you know the story. Hey, Kendo, serious question. Yeah. How big is Batista's dongle? <laughs> Huge. Yeah, uh, like you, Callie, dude, I have no interest in this either. I just wanted to share with Dion that Zack Snyder's getting more work because of the quality films he makes right. over at Netflix. That's, it's that's why he pushed out motherfucking Justice League, his version of the Justice League. You know, this that that this is the con. So he gets some I ridiculous mean, extensions on big budget movies and ton of money. Maybe one day he'll be rewarded with an Academy Award Oscar, just like Tyler Perry was. It wasn't for <laughs> really so. No, he'll get a he'll get a fucking Saturn Award. That's what he'll get. Shoot, then him and mm. Rian can play with both their Saturns. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, no, it's 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 really it's really it's really horrible in Hollywood that apparently you keep you, apparently you keep failing up somehow. Like it's it just keeps happening. Now, we thought, uh, really bouncing off, failing up, we thought that a failure of this magnitude would end a film franchise, especially with a terrible follow-up like Discovery and Lower Decks and all these garbage shows. But guys, great news. We mentioned this briefly on the High Council, but Dion, this is for you, bro. They're yep. making Star Trek Four. I heard, I heard. Hopefully it's much better than Beyond. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's hard to do or easy to do. <laughs> Fuck Star Trek Beyond, dude. It was so bad. So I mean, bad. Star Trek Beyond's not like dirt bad, but it's it's pretty. It's you know, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a blank slate movie. Like it, it is it is a hundred percent a by the numbers fucking movie. So bad. The ending is what pisses me off. No, no, what, no, no. What, what, what pisses me off is is a ship is a ship riding a fucking space wave while they play the Beastie Boys song from the first movie. That's yep. what pisses me off. That's what pisses me off, man. Spoil. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. Because I thank, thank you, thank you for bringing that back, Kendo. I fucking missed that. Um. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I was in the theater watching that, and I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. Just go do it. I just, I, oh man, I was, and even then the, the, the story of that movie and the everything went down and just, none of it made fucking sense. Like, I, I mean, it, it was, it was like, it was, it was if a bad Star Trek episode becomes a movie, you know, yeah. it was, it was, um, it was all over the place. And again, that's what we get for having, what's his name from fucking fast and the furious, you know, it should have been cool shit happens. And then there's a giant spaceship with a space battle and you see the enterprise, but of course they, you know, there's this obsession with destroying the Enterprise now. Um, everyone wants a <laughs> shot at. Can I make the, this destruction of the Enterprise? Can I make this one really emotional? It's like just show Kirk saying cool shit, them outsmarting a dangerous bad guy, and the ship looking cool. Just give me that. I don't want old Federation ships. I don't want callbacks to other shit. I don't. You know, I didn't mind the Beastie Boys. I fucking love sabotage. But, you know, having like this ridiculous amount of head nods to, hey, remember that thing that you liked from the 90s? That's a classic in this universe and hammering that over and over again. But, yeah, it's it's hopefully it's just they get back to being a Star Trek movie and stop trying to be fast and furious in space. Dude, <laughs> speaking of fast and furious, did you hear the rock quit that shit? Did he really? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. I'll pull up that quote. While you guys talk a little more about Star Trek, yeah, please do. I want to definitely hear that. But that's so, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, like the the first Star Trek movie, the the newer one was okay because like I'm I used to be a fan, but I've fallen off, and I was like, okay, that's a that's a fine, that's an okay movie. Part two was pretty fun as well, even though a lot of it didn't make sense. They were bringing Khan back or whatever. It was fine, but the third one really fucking shit the bed, though, man. Oh my god, Dion, Star Trek Beyond or Dark Fate? <laughs> Easily Beyond. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> hey, Dion. Uh, Snyder's Justice League or Dark Fate? Is he thinking? Yeah, let it settle, motherfuckers. He's still thinking. <laughs> Are you going to answer, really Dion? Point, so give him some moment. Give him some time. Uh... Fucking get out of here! How about that? That's my answer. <laughs> get get out wasn't a choice. It can be if you'd like. Uh, are we gonna have a show here? Or are we just gonna harp on the things that Dion hates? Hour is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty! <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that was That's actually perfect timing. That was perfect. I couldn't keep a straight after that. Oh man! So, anything else you guys want to talk about uh, Star Trek Four? Not the we need Quentin Tarantino's goddamn Star Trek movie. He uh, needs to say he needs he, we, we need we, we need space fucking and orgies. We need we, we need blood and guts, and we need um, 
we we need him to write. You need him to make somebody say the N word like eleven times. No, we don't need none of the N word. Yeah. We need we need I a mean, couple. Give, give me one. Give me one fuck in Star in Star Trek Four. <laughs> give me like a cool like one of the main Dion. crew members are getting laid, and then give me a cool space Quentin battle where right before we're right Rex. before. Um, Star Wars 4. They blow up the bad Nubians guys. Says something pretty cool. I mean, I was just going to say, he needs to say Nubian 11 times. I don't know what, don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. Nubians in space. Jeff, what's a Nubian? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Star Trek 4. Um, that's it. That's all she wrote for me. I hated the third one. Uh, I regrettably own that trilogy on Blu-ray. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. That is the only Star Trek trilogy or series of films I actually own. I bought those for some fucking reason. But Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, get that one, buddy. That's, uh, that's a uh, question. Hey, you season. know what? I'm going to rectify it, bro. I'm going to get The Wrath of Khan, and I'm going to get, uh, what is it, Voyage Home. Is that number four? Yes. Or, or but you're, yeah. you're, you're going to miss The Search for Spock? I don't like that one. How, how do you not like the search for Spock? Because I watched it and it sucked. Whoa. Whoa. So hey, which which the one's the wrath of Shakatan? <laughs> I feel for you, Kendo. She's every woman. Shakatan. And Khan's every man. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> um, no, the wrath of Khan's the best Star Trek movie, hands down, dude. Agreed. Like, I'm not denying that. You're, you're saying the obvious, but three is one of the best third movies in a sequel of all time in terms of movies. Uh, I mean, it's not as good as Return of the Jedi or Goldfinger. No, definitely not. Yeah, but really no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Voyage. Home, I remember seeing. Uh, I remember seeing a lot of, and uh, it was it was a, it was a ridiculously fun movie. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun, man. Dude, Double Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek for the search for the whales or whatever is the yeah. Best. Star Trek for the, the, the whales. I fucking one. love that man. That's the voyage home. Yeah, that is, dude. That's the like. That's the last Star Trek movie where it was like Star Trek was still cool. It really well, I mean, I mean, of, there, I mean, there was there was a wonderful Star Trek: The Final Frontier where they search for where they search for God. I don't seen talk about one. five. We don't talk about five. <laughs> Rocky oh, three. I mean, I'm still I'm still perplexed by this greatest third movie in a series of all time question. Here. That's the other thing about you, Kendo, is you don't fucking listen. I didn't say greatest. I didn't say greatest. I said yeah. wrong. Thank you. I didn't say that. I didn't fucking say that. God damn, y'all y'all are acting where the fucking boys are being pains in my ass at dinner. Now I gotta deal with you three motherfuckers. I can't even have my There's always room for family. No, you've been removed, Toretto. You've been removed. Yeah, damn. You don't think about I can't even say a sentence now. What the fuck is going on? Why the fuck am I even on this show tonight? <laughs> you know what we're going to talk about next? I could be laying in the bed with a curvy white woman, but I'm out here dealing with these three motherfuckers. <laughs> Dion, Dion, it's 9 o'clock. Dion, it's 9 o'clock. The curvy white woman is snoring asleep right now. You know what? Shut up. I'm going to eat another <laughs> edible because I'm, I'm falling asleep on this goddamn episode. <laughs> Would be the first damn time. right you are. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's use this as a transitional button. I don't have friends. 
I got fans. It doesn't matter! Oh no! No, John Cena, are you crying? <laughs> That's so good! Holy Guys! Shit. <laughs> I don't have friends. I have it doesn't me. matter! One minute you're ready to walk out on this show and quit, and now you're like, this is the greatest shit. That's, that's, that's how good you know him. You know how to get me back in the game, baby. <laughs> I was ready to leave, but you pulled me back in. Oh, that was good. Yeah. I don't have friends. I have. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we're world class, baby. Oh, now. Yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson confirms not being part of Fast and Furious 10 and 11. This news came out today. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson has confirmed that he won't be part of any more Fast and Furious movies. Oh, damn it. Can we, can we at least get two more Hobbs and Shaw? Can we do that? Now, this is the quote. Can he just I come out seen. and say there will be no more Fast and Furious movies just in general? <laughs> I'm ready uh, for them to end. I didn't see part nine, and I never will. Thank you, John Cena. You just kowtowed to the wrong country. So this was the quote mm -hmm. that I'm getting from The Rock. I laughed and I laughed hard. I laughed at everyone and I'll leave it at that. And I wished them well. I wish them well on Fast 9 and I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11 and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies they do that will be without me. So I, you know, they're talking about Vin Diesel and The Rock had this feud. I was always in the weird camp of The Rock is my favorite, but the Fast and the Furious is Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, and The Rock did not really fit. I always felt like he was that too big of a star, and so giving him Hobbs and Shaw was that perfect compromise. Uh, how do you guys think about that? Did you think The Rock was a good fit for the Fast and Furious movies? He was no. like he would have been a good one-off villain, but you know, Fast Five, he was all right. The other ones were just kind of bullshit, um, and. Um, uh, fucking kids. Um, yeah, he Hobbs and Shaw, I think, should have been his like little lethal weapon slide off type deal. Oh, yeah, um, but yeah. The next ones, it was definitely not. He, he was definitely weird. It, it's it's like having Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, like randomly having Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking Beverly Hills Cop or something. Like, it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit well. Or Terminator 5. That 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 should have been the case. one dark fate was. <laughs> that should have been the case. Randomly shows up like, why is he here? He was in that fucking just, college just, film study of a fucking movie. Oh god, just the the timeline travel stuff doesn't. Uh, I'm not even going to go into it. Never mind. I used to be a Terminator. Um, then I completed my mission. Now I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> no wife like, oh, that's kid. how it works. <laughs> I can make it's my not my hard. kid. I don't have a thing. I don't have a dongle. <laughs> well, look, the Fast and the Furious, they did it well. They replaced The Rock with John Cena, just like the WWE. They replaced The Rock with John Cena, and look where they are now. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Okay. If you watch wrestling, you understand what that means. If you don't, put it like this. When mm -hmm. The Rock was the guy, wrestling was actually mainstream, popular, cool. Kids liked it. Adults liked it. Everybody liked it. It was on talk shows, movies. It, everybody wanted to be a part of it. When John Cena was on top, John Cena was teaming up with the Flintstones and... Uh, Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles and all of this shit. Like That's why here in this clip... It doesn't matter! The Rock is yelling at this little kid because John Cena was the 
uh, infantilization of wrestling again. It's like, hey, you guys want to go back to 1986 Hulk Hogan era? Eh, not really. We're it's 20, it's 2006. That's okay. We're going back anyway. We're gonna fight the Russians too. It's like what? I mean, John Cena a, well, they literally the had that with Rusev, them. dude. Yeah, they did. It's crazy what God. the plan is that they re they, came they back with a fucking Russian Rocky Four. Yeah, or tried to. It's just so funny that for the cool rest for the fans that remember when it was cool, you know, there was a, there was a blip where the Rock was the quote unquote corporate champion, and we got to see that future in real life with John Cena. He was the corporate champion. It was fucking crazy. It was so weird. Dude, corporate champ rock was awesome because you had this fucking years long build of him is this heel and he finally loses to Triple H and the IC belt goes back to DX and the rock fucking breaks up with the nation and he's on this face run and you're like, yes, he's going to do it. He goes through deadly games tournament and he sells out at the last minute. That's like the last, like that's one of the greatest heel turn twists of the attitude era probably the best of the attitude era because the austin turn is a bigger deal but it doesn't do anything the rocks heel turn itself or survivor series yes, 99 work yes. yeah he becomes a household name by the end of it yep yep and stone colds was it, it's just funny how that works out you know that he was he comes out he becomes a corporate champion but he's still a cool bad guy so he's not ever really that guy and then when they do it with austin it doesn't work because he's not you know, he's not that cool. And then Don, John, years later, John Cena becomes the corporate channel. If you ever have a corporation saying, isn't this guy cool, kids? Isn't he who you want to be, kids? That became John Cena. It's just so funny that when this, when The Rock became corporate champion, he was still actually cool. Because he was corporate champion, but he was busting dudes in the head 11 times with a fucking chair. When fucking That was John one guy. Poor McFoley. Yeah, when John Cena's corporate champion, he's actually, you know, he's doing the make a wish thing and he's got the 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 John Deere and the lo- literally is all logoed out as a fucking corporate champion. It's just funny how wrestling works sometimes. They 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 foretold their own future and that's when they became uncool. <clears throat> yeah, I love how John Cena has also become the the male Mimola Jonovich um of movies now because it seems like every movie he's in, he kills a franchise or at least, you know, you know, once he's in it, the franchise doesn't start. So, hey, you know, I'm I'm still holding out hope for Suicide Squad too. But yeah, John, John Cena. <laughs> John, like, well, dude, I'm gonna we'll be. See. We'll see. He's if your mom and dad could could build a a movie star. That's who John. <laughs> Cena. Dude, the Suicide Squad. After today, I am more concerned because well, I'll bring this up later when we talk about Space Jam to the new legacy or whatever the fuck it's called, but. Every HBO Max theatrical release that I've watched, and no, I did not watch The Conjuring, but I watched every other one, I believe. They've kind of sucked. Like, all the big genre pictures, I did not like. Wonder Woman 84 sucked. Uh, The Snyder Cut was the same movie as the other Justice League, so it's not magically any better. Still the same score. We gave it, what, 5 out of 10 right down the middle? Yeah. And then uh, Godzilla. Fine. I preferred Godzilla 2014. I liked Kong Skull Island more. And then um, Mortal Kombat blew up big fat one. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> like I actually wrote five, no, did I write five or ten page review of that movie? I should just still fucking make the video. <laughs> I hated Mortal Kombat with a passion. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna go on that rant. It was fun, but we're gonna we'll save it for later. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's funny. You know, I, don't get me wrong. I, I do think that 
Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong was I thought it was really good. But other than that, all the other big tentpole films this year have not been good, man. You know, it's 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 just it's just so funny, you know, for people who are huge fans of um entertainment from the 90s, the 80s, and even parts of the early 2000s, like the focus was to be cool and then make money off of being cool. But now we're in this super weird era where everything is like corporately, like by the numbers. It's in this genre. This genre has check, check, check. And here's the list of things to do. And it comes off so fucking disingenuous. And if your mom and dad made a movie and it's just so strange that you have franchises like Mortal Kombat that was cool when it was bloody and gory, and then it got mom and dadified. It's just so fucking crazy. Dion, we live in a yeah. world where the Mortal Kombat movie without blood is better than the Mortal Kombat movie with blood. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. God. And, the, and, and, and the people who make it are so certain it's going to become you know, a classic and be talked about. Like, No one's going to talk about that more. People are going to forget that they made one in 2021 or released one in 2021. You know, there it's just this this undeserved hype that is manufactured hype too. You know, you've got you've got people who play Mortal Kombat characters who don't realize that some of the characters that they're talking about trying to sound, you know, cool and progressive aren't even in fucking Mortal Kombat. That's insane. <laughs> you had a, a a lead guy for Mortal Kombat call Raiden Japanese. Like that's, that's where true. we are with tentpole films. They're in them and they don't know shit about them. That's insane. I can't imagine in the eighties them making a Wrath of Khan movie and them saying that you know Khan was like a mist or something. Like people be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> that's just crazy to me. The motherfucker <laughs> thought that Raiden was from Japan. <laughs> that's hilariously yeah. stupid. <laughs> And he said it out loud on purpose. Yeah. By the way, could somebody make us a poster like Ninja Lawyer Steve? We know you're out there. Um, what was the movie title that I would love to see a poster? Save the Last Dongle. Could somebody make us Save the Last Dongle? Save the Last Dongle. Oh my god. Um, uh, what, what was it, uh, Jeff? I watched the Conjuring movie in theaters, and like the first, like the first two were great. They were they were fun. They were fun. They were compelling. Like you know, they they had a few scares here and there. The story was really awesome. This one fell short a little bit. I um, watched the first ten minutes just out of curiosity, and I thought, well, I've never seen the other two, so I'm going to turn it well, off. Well, like they they they, blat- they blatantly do a shot of the Exorcist, like you know, the like the one of the poster in that movie, and I was like, I'll get fucked. As soon as I as soon as I uh, I saw that shot, I was like, I I know you're trying to do it, and it's really fucking obvious. And just go go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. Um, but the Conjuring was okay. Like, um, the director they got for the first two wasn't it wasn't doing the third one, and it it shows, and it's just it's just not the same. We're just in the copy homework universe of movies now. <laughs> like, yeah, copy my homework, but don't make it look like you copied my homework. Oh my god, I fuck, I fucking love, I fucking love that so much. Yeah, man, it's insane. <laughs> You're, now, you, that, yeah, that hits an nail in that right in the fucking head. I love it. Now, guys, dude, let's, where's uh, my dongle? Dude, uh, look down, bro. <laughs> let's check in with the audience, and then we'll talk about this Mark Hamill topic. That's actually pretty cool. Shit, yeah, we got to get paid. And on that note, we cue the music. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. 
All right. So, folks, we are back and we have our first super chat of the evening from our friend Infinite Wander. Thank you very much. He says, Did you hear 40K pulled a Disney Star Wars and decided that no more fan animations would be allowed? Arch has a video on it if you have any time. I have not heard this and I'm definitely going to check out about that last week. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Okay. So, what's their justification? Because I, I need to hear it. I literally, I just saw that someone had posted it on. Um, on one of the websites I frequent, I think I think it was on Reddit, and they, I didn't I didn't see why they did it, but yeah, it was just they decide due to, you know, they they don't they just don't want fans making uh really cool but like gory shit. <laughs> yeah, here we go, right here. Uh, I got the video pulled up. I'll uh, I'll look at it. <laughs> wow, there's a huge ad for Warhammer on Arch's channel. Why am I not surprised? It's perfect crossover. <laughs> it's like I remember when I used to get all those Star Wars ads on my toy videos. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, I gotta watch this video for a little more information, but fan like I love the way George Lucas used to do it. As long as if you're making fan products and you're not making money off of it, what's the point? What's the problem? Yeah, that that's that's how he was, and it was. I think it was a great. I think it was a great way to uh, to have people embrace the, um, you know, the story and everything he had made through through Star Wars. Because I mean, then they can make their own thing, and they can like read the EU and make their own stuff, and it perpetuates the you know the brand further. Unlike I think it was at Star Trek where Gene, Rodden, Gene Roddenberry, whoever it was, just didn't want anybody to copy anything ever, and if you did, they would fucking sue you. Now, I can understand, you know, trying to keep a brand on brand. Sorry for the redundancy. But, like, what damage has this caused? Because this is a thing that fans have been doing for years. And clearly, Warhammer 40K has had a huge following and a huge surge in popularity over the last few years. So what decision could they give that you guys would buy? I think it's just more for control and bullshit like that. Because, oh, it's copyright. What what does that? I understand what copyright means, but when you use that justification of copyright, well, what about fair use and all the other things that said creators uh, could have been using? It's a weird stance to take, especially with one of the reasons it stayed so popular was because of the fan driven loyalty to it, and it's just a weird. Like I understand that you want it to be super popular, right? I understand that. Um, but to to cut out the legs underneath the people who who kept it that way, it's just a bad it's just bad optics. Especially with, you know, if the if the plan to have a movie or something is is your reason or to or to better safeguard the property itself, I can understand that. But you know, you know, so many people are kept aware of what's going on because of fan made videos and fan made art and fan made tweaks of the models and. And all that shit. So it's just a strain. It's just really bad optics, and it sends a really dumb message, especially if you want to take that next step. Because if you take that next step and you've cut out your loyal fan base, people who don't know are going to ask the loyal fans. They're going to be like, "Yeah, it was cool, but you know, they they stopped wanting fans to do their own thing with it. So it's going to become corporate. That's going to that's bad word of mouth from the jump. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't have gone with that. Cesaro so Japan, thank you very much. RVD Rob Van Dam. Pick a hand, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, really? You're playing that game. All right. Just bring it. That is a pretty cool uh, game. 
Do you know that one, Nick? No, I don't. Tell him, Dion. Uh, it was a wrestling game. It was SmackDown. Just bring it. Rock was on the cover. It was fucking awesome. It, it's one of the best WWE games. I mean, it's miles ahead of W2K20. I'll tell you that shit right now. <laughs> no, I meant RVD's pick a hand game where he would walk up to somebody that oh. pissed him off and he says, pick a hand and he'd smack you with it. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, RVD is a cool male dude, you know, a legit martial artist, right? And he's, I guess he's only done it officially twice, but one was with Taz. Dude was uh, trying to be a backstage back, backstage tough guy, and he was talking so much shit. At one point, Rob, Rob just said, fuck this, and he walked up to me. He goes, Taz, I want you to pick a hand. Pick, a, pick For what? Because you're picking the hand. I'm going to smack you with it. And he was <laughs> and he was prepared to beat a motherfucker's ass. And he almost gave Vince McMahon a pick a hand choice. And, oh, it was, and, and he was 100% serious of being like, once you pick this hand, we're fucking fighting, and it's the first motherfucking hand I'm going to hit you with. Uh, he should have. For sure. So uh, let's see. Uh, where were we at? Where were we at? Um, Joseph Bienwich, thank you very much. He says, Hail WCBS. Hi, Dion. Did you get the Dude Ranch trip? <laughs> Did not. Do you remember the show, Hey Dude? Nope. I, I, have it, I, I have it all on DVD. I'm glad somebody here knows culture. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We'll just put that on screen. Thank you, Venom. The Oscar, sorry, Wolf's Pain says, I don't know about you, Jeff, but I don't I don't like Batman's race-swapped sloppy seconds. Yes, this is a jab at the terrible killing joke movie. Well, we're going to be... I don't like any comic book race-swapping. I know people are like, well, any of them? Like, characters are established the way they are in a visual medium, and I feel like if you're going to spend the millions of dollars to buy the rights to adapt them and then reap billions of dollars possibly, then you kind of owe it to the audience to at least make it look like the shit they like. So that's where I come from with the race swap stuff. I don't even get into the political angle. I can jump at it from why would you change it? So that's where I come from. And that Killing Joke movie, I saw that in theaters and I kind of regret it. So did you guys see it in theaters or did you watch it at all? And if so, do you regret it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I watched it. Um... Overall, it was fine. I just had the random Batgirl story in the beginning. That was so fucking weird. Yeah, I got it out of $5 DVD bin. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did buy it, but, um, you know, like I, like I rewatched it this past 4th of July weekend. But, yeah, just that, it was just, like, it, it, from that point of view, it's like, it's, it's, it's adding shit that doesn't add from to the story and it detracts from people watching it. and that's what i didn't like about it. it was just such so many dumb decisions for for the killing joke dion did you get your annual independence day viewing in this year hell yeah sure did welcome to earth Same here <laughs> but have I you may seen or part- may not have fallen asleep but have you seen part two <laughs> hell no, no. <laughs> you're lucky I mean, it's not lucky if you can avoid a dumpster fire. I just knew it was a piece of shit, so I just didn't watch it. So bad. So bad. How much did that movie lose? I don't know. Look it up. You remember? Uh, well, 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 I mean, you, you remember Brett, uh, Brett Spiner's character, right? Like, he, he dies in that movie, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah he, he, like, he, he was in a coma. 
yes, he was in a coma. Like he shows up in a bed, he's just like got air, t- he got like tubes and shit around him and everything. That he's just been in a coma for twenty years, and then like they get some mysterious signal from the fucking aliens that they're coming back, and like he wakes up, and 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 um, Bill Pullman, the ex president from twenty fucking years ago, as well goes, um, you know, gets up and starts having these visions and. And you know, going crazy, and you know, nearly shits himself in front of the and during 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 the new state of the union, in like twenty eighty three or whatever the hell it is. Like it's it's retarded. It's so bad. Uh, sorry, I just I was laughing at the chat. Uh, look at the screen and understand why. Uh, Sh Rebels await. Sorry, I am way out of order with these. Let's go back to. Uh, the Oscar-nominated a-hole says, fun fact, my favorite WCBS episodes are y'all reading through My Immortal. It's so mm. good that it's a meme in my family. We quote those videos daily. I've watched them five times through. I'm weird. That's awesome. <laughs> Episode That's numbers 66, oh, yeah. 97, and 99. Oh, damn. I mean, Kendo, how long were you on the last, the latter two episodes, correct? Uh, no, just the third one. Uh, just the third one, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll have to do an an official WCVS rereading. I mean, I'm always Dion. down to do that. One hundred percent. We'll yeah, all get shit faced and do it in person. Deal. <laughs> so I, I missed the, those, so yeah, let's do them. I think it's cool though that you're watching it a bunch. I don't find it weird at all. Um, I find the story weird, and I'm a little embarrassed that I've read it for thousands and thousands of people. But hey. <laughs> I I'm also were a meme in your family and listen to it. So that's not that's totally normal. Totally normal. I don't think I've gone back and listened to an old episode of the show since we were on like episode four or five. Because I used to like listen to them back as they went to YouTube and I was like, oh wait, did I make mistakes? And I'm like, why would I listen to a show after it's live? But whatever, it's neither here nor there. But you know, um, I should go back. If you guys have uh, any recommendations of old episodes of ours that we should go back and listen to and review, we'll do that. Kind of Steve that Harvey. Okay, yeah, we could do that. We're like we can we can review the Steve Harvey episode that everyone thinks is so fucking good. We Love tried it. to listen to that on the way back from New Orleans. It's not a good show. I should just go back. And- <laughs> I was still laughing my ass off. Hey, Steve. <laughs> That's why Buffalo Jeff lives, despite Steve Harvey. <laughs> that works. SH Rebels 08, thank you very much. Mm, I'll make some special pancakes for you, Dion and Mary. Dude. <laughs> you don't like pancakes made with baby batter, Dion? Uh, is a pig supposed to be pork? Yes. <laughs> so you haven't heard that in a while. Baby pancake? Alexa, Alexa, play Despacito. I don't know. Klaus <laughs> uh, Doric says, hey, WCBS crew, I'm currently watching Family Volume Matters, four. and when a teachable moment comes on, music plays. Which TV show taught the best life lessons? I like this question. Let's let's take a moment and talk about this one, and then we'll jump Ooh. back to the main show. Life lessons. Um, some of them weren't, like, Mr. Rogers had decent shit. I know it's like very saccharine by today's standards, but some of it's kind of like, huh, that was a good thing to be uh, taught a life lesson. Um, nothing from Full House taught me any life lessons. Um, Fresh Prince was good with, with those. Yep. Yeah. That was just a great show overall. 
Yeah. Uh, well, Katarn says, might I recommend you live stream with the listener named Up the S Franklin? <laughs> I love Up the S Franklin. He's one of my all-time favorite listeners. Oh, God. Yeah, he hasn't been around for a while. No, I think I'm supposed to hang out with him at King's Island soon. <laughs> now, Franklin was in no way related to the cartoon Little Bill, correct? Right. Correct. I'm a little old for those shows, but I was just checking. But uh, trying to think of the life lessons. The Family, Mat Family Matters had a couple decent ones about racism. Do you remember the one where uh, I think it was Eddie or Lisa? Hot, yeah. Laura, shit. What was her? Hey, why'd I call her Lisa? Laura, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lisa Winslow. What a shitty. <laughs> That's the lost Winslow. Dude, I'm pretty sure the chick who played Judy Winslow mm -hmm. went upstairs, never came back down on the show, but ended up doing porn in real life. Yeah. That, that Sounds about right. Yeah, that makes sense. I I love how Klaus Dork has like a genuine earnest question that we start out answering honestly, and then we're like, yeah, Judy Winslow did porn. It's like, yeah, man, that's a life lesson. Right. <laughs> Stay too long upstairs, you'll end up being a porn star. I thought you would have learned that life lesson from Dana Plato. Oh, God. Dude, that Ooh. one was sad. Like, look, any of these kids show ones are sad, but I mean, the different strokes people all just life shit on them hard well also also what was it uh maitland maitland ward from um uh boy meets world, meets world. yep kendo yeah, you world. taught me to all be about fair. Her secondary career <laughs> yeah to be fair maitland ward didn't really get into the hardcore interracial gang bangs until she was in her 40s Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> she was can't doing, really she go was and doing... say she had a rough childhood, and that's what caused her adult life to be crazy. No, <laughs> she her adult life was going absolutely nowhere. And in an effort to continue to stay relevant and have some kind of fame, she started posing very provocatively in outfits and things like that. And then I learned from the podcast before I was on it that she had pictures of her in like body paint. And then so that's how I remembered and found out who the hell Maitland Ward is. And then she just escalated from provocative pictures to nude modeling to bypassing the regular porno career and going straight into the middle age. My career is going on the downside. I need to do something and into the interracial gangbangs. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> like when when they move to that stage, you're like, all right, Lisa Ann, you got like 68 weeks left to work. 68 weeks. Chick from Wifey's World, you are like 10 years past your prime. Oh my god, yeah. Wifey's World, holy shit, I forgot about yeah. that. Oh my god. Most people did. That's why she yep. never mind. Why are we talking about Oh this? god damn it? This is for after hours, folks. Join our Patreon for a fuck. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that is that is and it's that's in no way like any type of like insensitive or weird statement. That's how you can track the career arc of many porno stars. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's no, that's one hundred percent fucking true. Divide. That's when you that's when you can be like, all right, yeah, they're clearly not getting any work right now. That is one hundred percent fucking true. I highly doubt a porn star union is gonna file a grievance against our show <laughs> for generalizing. It's like, look, you're in an industry where people drink pee. I'm not gonna take your feelings into account right now. Yeah, you're you're willingly you're willingly doing that for money. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, I was just trying to keep from being canceled. 
<laughs> interracial gangbangs are the bread and butter of gangbangs. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, but if, if yeah. the cocksucker union comes after us, okay, whatever. Well, guys, that was the first hour of the show. What a great way to ring in that hour mark. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, folks, thank you. We will be uh, back to reading the messages in a moment. By the way, we have about 500 people watching, but we only have 215 likes. Uh, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up button to let us know that you like the live streams and keep commenting. The night of the word is dongle. Do your worst. Now... <laughs> Dion, when you think of Mark Hamill, what role do you think of? Um, clearly the guy, his cop character in The Giver. That is why we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nick, what Mark Hamill role first springs to mind? Let's see. Um, there was a movie he did a few years ago called Brigsby Bear, where he was um, a, a a dad who had kidnapped his kid and then taken him, taken and then made it seem like you know they were like the the world had ended and the the oxygen was bad and he couldn't couldn't go outside. So, um, after a while he got uh, he got arrested and you know that that kid, um, you know went out into the world whatever. But yeah, it was it was a, it's it's a very very strange movie, but also a really funny one because. He creates this whole like like uh, this this uh, Sesame Street type cartoon for his kid, and there's like a hundred and like twenty seven episodes of it. He just makes in his ha in his house, and the kid watches every day. It's a crazy movie. Just check it out. Kendo, uh, favorite Mark Hamill role? Uh, I was gonna say he would have to be on the animated Batman the animated series as the Joker. There you go. Uh, obviously, but I'm going to say for first movie that comes to mind would be him as an American soldier in the big red one with Lee Marvin. Ooh, uh, I have never seen that film. It's a good one. But now everyone here on this channel, uh, at least listening wise, Mark Hamill, Star Wars, it's synonymous. But did you know that Mark Hamill actually has some secret cameos in Star Wars movies that we didn't know about? <laughs> Does, right, he, does so. he play Cockknocker? Uh, well, when we talk about our favorite Cockknocker... That would be an amazing yeah. Star Wars... That would be an amazing Star Wars cameo is if he's just in the background in his Cockknocker outfit. <laughs> hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. Applause. <laughs> so Everyone knows Mark Hamill is the once and future Luke Skywalker, but the actor revealed today on Twitter that he's played a secret role in every Star Wars movie since 2015. More specifically, Hamill revealed that he's done secret voice cameos for every Star Wars movie since 2015, so that means his voice can be found somewhere in The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, and Solo. Now, this comes from Mark Hamill's uh -huh. Twitter today. He goes, did you know I voiced multiple secret voice cameos in every Star Wars movie? Did you know that he was EV-99 in The Mandalorian? So now Wikipedia has a goal not aware to track that. down all the secret cameos for Mark Hamill. Now, this good, isn't for, good for them I guess I don't know Like <laughs> this isn't the first time that Mark Hamill's done Star Wars voiceovers like if you watch The Empire Strikes Back the guy that goes the first transport is away in the modern release that's a Mark Hamill dubbing oh, so yeah I don't know who did the original one but see now real quick odd conversation to have everyone says oh I want the original cut of Star Wars 
nobody knows what the original cut is because if you watch the video release, you might have Mark Hamill's voice. You might also have the 70 millimeter release with the other voice. So roundabout way, folks, I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but find your own cut of Star Wars. What do you... <laughs> now, do you think enough people are going to be duped into going back and like watching these movies to look for the cameos? Or are they going to be like me and just wait for someone else to do the work online? They're, they're waiting for someone else to do the work. Uh, yeah, because, I, I mean, that's the... Yeah, that's all the work. Yeah, the majority of us are just going to wait for somebody else to do all the hard work. Maybe 10% of the population will be like, oh, I have to be the first one to discover it so I can have my 15 minutes of internet fame, which will actually only be like five. Or like one, but you know, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of, like, all, all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've done voiceovers and all these things. You have to go find them now. It's like, no, Mark, we don't care anymore. We, we've well, done, we're done with Star Wars. Stop it. I have to say, though, it is pretty cool because he uses his brother's names as a as his, uh, pseudonym. So when you watch the movies, if you look for a, uh, an actor named William M. Patrick, that's Mark Hamill because his older brother is William, his younger brother is Patrick, and uh, M stands for him. So there you go. The cool little Easter egg. Mark Hamill's in all these other Star Wars movies. Did you guys Great. know that? Yeah, but, yeah when... like that's like that's that's my like Ken Kendo Kendo pretty much like <laughs> mirrored my level of enthusiasm. Great, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like, good for more. Now he's gonna play Geo in the next Star Wars film. So get <laughs> Damn it! Post. No, awesome. I want I want I want I want your voice to be Geo, Jeff. That, that, that's no, what I want. guys, <laughs> I already got a role. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Chad, watch that. Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, this, like this, Jeff like, Jamaram. Yeah, I think I, th I think I kind of saw this headline, and I was just kind of like, eh, okay. I mean, that's good for you, Mark. I'm glad you know you can just walk onto Skywalker Rancher in this way, Lucasfilm, and on Disney, and just get you know do what you want, and then leave. That's cool, man. Ram Jam Jamboree. That's what we're gonna call our fucking festival. That's our third <laughs> music album. Ram it's Jam Jamboree. What do we call the other one? I <laughs> I forgot. I don't recall. I Anyway, party boobs happening. <laughs> so let's start talking about um, something that popped up today in the news. Batgirl. Now, um, not Batwoman starring... Who plays her anymore? It's not Ruby Rose, right? Uh, if right. he tip us here, he could, he could tell Zendaya. me all about it. <laughs> well, you know what? The new chick playing... Look, it, the chick playing Batgirl looks uh, more like Zendaya than she does Barbara Gordon. Uh, Javicia Leslie is the new is the new Bat Batwoman. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I said. So let's look at a picture of the new Batgirl because people joke. I joke. I don't really take the redheaded erasure thing as seriously as most people do. I'm like, all right, yeah, it, there's a trend. It's a thing. Uh, it kind of happened again. <laughs> now, I remember Barbara Gordon also wearing a wig. On the Batman TV show from the 60s, so maybe she's gonna wear a wig. You know, she's not gonna wear a wig. Come on. Um, this is the new Batgirl. Obviously, this is a uh, a strong casting choice that no one ever. But what do you guys think? You think this is gonna um, piss off enough people? Well, she's supposed to be Barbara Gordon. I mean, it right? looks a lot like what look like. Because <laughs> she's supposed to be Barbara Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this comes from Deadline, 
It says, after I testing mean, actresses this week, Warner Brothers and DC Films have found their Batgirl. Sources tell Deadline, Leslie Grace has been tapped to play Barbara Gordon in the studio's Batgirl. I, I'm just not a fan mm-hmm. of just randomly race swapping, you know, because it's a it's a visual character. It's, you know, she has bright red hair as part of her character. That's 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 part of the design. So just randomly swapping it. I mean, you know, it goes without saying. Yeah, I guess it could be good, but it's like you know, it's just another flavor of the month decision. You're not making it to make the character um, better. You're doing it because oh, this will get us kind of popular with this demographic. It's it's race swapped. They'll have a higher chance of seeing it, and it's just. It's just the disingenuous nature of the change that I don't like. <laughs> I don't see this one going well. No, but this is wait, no, no. so is she going to replace the she's going to place the girl in season three, or is it a, a movie that's coming no, out? This is for the movie. So for the movie. Oh, oh god! I ass- here we go, Nick. Thank you for asking that question because you've proven the point I've been trying to make for months. They're gonna confuse people. Batgirl, Batwoman. Who's this one? Who's that one? Who's yeah? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like yeah, it's it, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like they've already done it with 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 Batwoman, and I'm just like I don't care. And, and this is Batgirl. I'm just like uh, I mean you're you're race swapping, which is dumb. Like you know, it's just it's a horrible decision. And I just don't care, man. I just really don't care. Like every time they do this, it makes me this makes me just care less and less and less about anything that comes out. I just. You know, I'm, not, I'm just gonna keep saving my money and invest it properly instead of actually going to the movies now. Well, yeah, and it's you just know, like instead of finding, like, if you really believed it, you know, you'd find a black DC character, and then you would just, you know, that's what you're trying to go for. But you're trying to make a statement by specifically changing Barbara Gordon, and it's just like, you know, it's like, damn, you know, you're not doing it for a creative choice. You're doing it because it's gonna you you think it's gonna make a ch- is a chance for the film to be even more popular and it's just it's just because we saw it with birds of prey it was one of the reasons was, all these needless cha- you don't believe in it you know the whole thing enough to change harley quinn but you're gonna change fucking um uh what's the chick that screams jeff oh the chick that screams yeah the dc character Oh God! My brain went to Sindel. I'm like, no, that's Mortal Kombat. Oh, <laughs> I said Siren, and that's fucking that's something else entirely. Black Canary. Thank you. Yeah, like you change Black Canary, and it's like, you know. So thank you, Doctor Carpenter. Yeah, it's yeah. It was it's just another needless change that just distracts you from the film. Like, oh, we're, you know, she's black now. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. I don't get it. Thing is, I really want a studio to have the balls, and I'm being sarcastic here, obviously, but I want to have the balls to, you know, cast an iconic black character as I don't know Irish, like very Irish, (laughs) not even Irish American, just an actual Irish. Like I want Liam Neeson's Irish, right? Yes, yes. I want Liam Neeson to play uh, Booker T. Washington. (laughs) <laughs> why the fuck not you well, say that Douglas, but he would do a very good job oh my god well, he's a great actor what do you expect would they would but jeff would they would they paint his face no they wouldn't okay. they would uh, no that's the point that's the point i'm trying to prove that the okay. acting is more important than the visuals i don't have to liam neeson doesn't have to look like frederick Douglass or frederick ortho he can play anybody but the point is if if he doesn't have to look like that, then she doesn't have to look like Batgirl. That's the world I want to live in. I want a fair, 
egalitarian system across the board. You want dumb shit. I want dumb shit. We all get dumb shit. Oh, you don't like dumb shit? Then stop being a fucking idiot. Like, just stop this. Just stop. End it all. Don't make any more of these damn superhero movies if you're going to keep switching this up because you're chasing the Marvel money. Yeah, Marvel made a lot of dumb choices, but Marvel also made a lot of good choices. That's how they made all that money at the box office. Iron Man, very close to what we think of as Iron Man. Not, I don't know, a guy with one leg who comes from Compton. No, it's actually Tony Stark on screen. <laughs> Same thing with all their core characters. They represented them well. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, everybody. All that first wave, that phase one casting. Hell, I'll even throw a bone to Mark Ruffalo or Edward Norton, your choice. They did solid casting choices, and they all look like the representations of their characters as they should on film. Why do we keep trying to subvert expectations or work the boys, as they would say in wrestling, and give us this type of shit? This isn't going to get people to go throw money at it because it's different. Or, oh, Batgirl looks like me this time. Do people, people don't do this shit. We have, we have statistics. We have box office. We have TV ratings. We have all these things that show this shit doesn't work. Working on a video about these woke shows that die right on the bat, right off the bat. Like, when does it end? I I can't. I don't know, man. I really don't know because it seems like you know. It seems like once they would get the idea that oh, no more, no more money, no more views, no more watch time. Oh, they're you know without without money coming in, yeah, they're definitely going to stop doing it. But it doesn't seem like they're going to, and it's frustrating as fuck. And it's I don't know what to do anymore. Well, it's, it's, it, and again, it's just frustrating too, as well. Not only because of what you guys said, but just you know, you're not doing it to make a statement. You're doing it because you think it's going to translate into money. Like this is the faux pas thing: is race swapping characters that no one really cares about, and then that's going to make more people pay them to the property and come and, see, and pay for it. You're not doing it because you actually believe in anything. This is a calculated move to take advantage of people who aren't going to watch it. You know, it, it's it's you know that's just not the culturally relevant thing. You're not doing anything um, that's un, that's that's unforeseen. It's just a waste of a move that they think is gonna make them more money, and it's that's what I fucking hate about it. They don't care about yeah. more black people in as main characters in films. If you did, you would pick the ones that were established on their own merit. You wouldn't randomly change characters. Like they're not gonna do this with Supergirl. You know, Supergirl's gonna look like Supergirl, because that's well. That's hold on. Movie. Oh God! There's this other <laughs> there's this Supergirl they just cast. Oh man, she's um, like a different reality. Different reality, Sharon. Uh, you know, if, if they're changing the Supergirl, like established characters <clears throat> for it, then that's where that's where the, that's the problem I have. Uh. God. I was just reading a message from Doug Keller. I'm like, Doug, I thought you liked us. <laughs> by a shark. Uh, now, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pass on Batgirl. I'm gonna pass on. I was always going to pass on Batgirl. I don't like the character. Oh, well, you don't? No, I never did. Don't have to say I do. Don't have to act like well, I do. Well, that's because that's because you're, you're misogynistic, Jeff. That's why you hate women. That's that's exactly yeah, why. Clearly, clearly, you know what? I make videos making fun of people trolling <laughs> as misogynists, but whatever. Oh God, I, I I loved I loved that video so much today. I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. I'm sitting. Oh, fuck! I forgot our original opener. The guy that broke up with his girlfriend over Black Widow. We'll have to read that later. <laughs> Damn. He's like. Yeah, there is no way that I'm going to pass up that fucking story on this podcast. 
Uh, that's a that's a wonderful story. You know, true, Actually, true, true love. It. I'm gonna read it now. Okay, I'm gonna pull that up. Um, anything else you guys want to say about this uh, Batwoman? Excuse me, Batgirl. It's gonna hurt it. DC DC's really going downhill, and Marvel's gonna buy them up here real soon. No, they're not that. They're not that close to the happening. DC's just DC's in danger of becoming irrelevant again. That's the problem. I mean, they're not gonna lose that much money, but you know, it's it's gonna be that. You know, it's gonna become that that phase again where DC is just animated movies. You know, it's gonna be because of shit like this. Because there's a magic in seeing them come to life, and they're and they're just forgoing that to be culturally relevant and progressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, uh, let me pull up a picture real quick because uh, one word. I don't know if I want to call this guy a simp. But he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Here we go. I feel do like it. this is a do it. Do it. Fine. Let's call him a simp. Fuck it. We'll put this up on screen. Uh, I think we'll get a good laugh at this. I'm. I rolled my eyes so hard it hurt. Here we go. Ready, Dion? Here we go. Hit, hit me. Man breaks up with girlfriend because she doesn't fully appreciate Black Widow. Wow. <laughs> he was the one that said. Wow. Now, <laughs> let oh me God. let oh, me share this dude. story with you properly. Paint us a picture, Jeff. What do you love more, Marvel or your significant other? For one anonymous man chronicled in a recent Reddit post, the answer to that question was clear. Marvel all the way. His girlfriend chronicled a bitter fight that all stemmed from the hit motion picture Black Widow. As she tells it, they had just finished watching Black Widow when she told him, I really loved the beginning, but towards the middle, all the action scenes seemed a bit messy and convoluted. Ultimately, she decided she didn't enjoy the overall uh, film that much. Sounds utterly reasonable, right? Wrong! The boyfriend got angry and claimed the girlfriend didn't understand some inside Easter eggs because she hadn't seen the other movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In fact, she had seen all of them except Avengers Infinity War, but she defended herself uh, he called her a liar, and she said she really has watched them because she hasn't sat down and watched them in order. Uh, then she called him a gatekeeper for insisting that it wasn't watching the movies correctly. I can connect the dots when watching the movies. It's not rocket science. Things got worse from there. The boyfriend was so mad he decided to sleep on the couch, and then according to an update, the end and re- ended the relationship entirely because he thought because she thought Black Widow was decent but a not exceptional film. Kevin Feige, you should really do the right thing here and pay back this woman for her moving expenses. <laughs> um, oh, God. I'm going to ask this serious question. What film would you break up with your significant other over? Our porn tape. <laughs> Wrong! Great! <laughs> That's what you'll fight over. Oh my god, that's funny shit. <laughs> uh, what says you, Kendo? Uh, what film would you break up with your significant over, other over? I don't think I would. I'm not that dumb of a person to have to break up with somebody because they like a different movie than me. It'd just be like, okay, you like that movie. I don't. You can watch it when I'm not around. That's fantastic. So you're telling me you wouldn't break up with a girlfriend over, I don't know, Captain Marvel? No. Good, because you're normal. <laughs> Nick, anything yeah, you want to I mean, break up with? Like, all right, Nick, you're in this great relationship. 
and you sit down with her and you're like, hey, we're going to watch this great movie Halloween. And she's like, awesome. I love Rob Zombie. How quick do you break up with her? <laughs> Before her ass hits the seat. Damn. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm big ass. I've seen it. That's a quick breakup. <laughs> oh, God. No, um, I like Sugar Walls uh, better than not having them. So, um, yeah. <laughs> My fucking man. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will sit there and I will go cook in the kitchen and she can watch it as long as she fucking wants. I'll put on headphones and just make food or something or make myself busy. I'll clean. I don't give a shit. I'll just do something else. And <laughs> what if they didn't like the Chiefs, yeah. Kendo? That's fine. I don't care. I mean, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on you hold don't on, have Kendo. to like the about... same thing as your significant other to have a good relationship. Kendo, what about what about if they hate the Blues? Then what? That's fine. Okay, okay, you're a little hesitant there, right? That gap, that pause, <laughs> that was Kendo's heart snapping at the thought that someone doesn't like the blues. Kendo, I mean, the only blues. the only point. Let's go blues. Uh, the only point of contention I would ever have with a significant other in realm of like sports teams, it would be a, it'd have to be a situation like, oh, she's not a blues fan, but she's a Blackhawks fan. That I'd have a problem with. Because I fucking hate the black. I mean, rightly so. You're not I mean, a just about any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in any other team, it would be fine. I mean, I could even handle it if she, instead of a Chiefs fan, she was like a Broncos fan. Because I could, I at least respect that franchise, even though I hate them. If she came walking in with her fucking stupid, dumbass spiked shoulder pads on and her face painted black and silver, and she's like black hole, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. I don't know. That's a degenerate Raider fan that I would have a problem with. Same thing like if they were a Cubs fan. If she was a Cubs fan, I'd feel mostly sorry for her and be like, yeah, 2016 was a fluke. I was rooting for the other team. Oh, the Cleveland Indians. I was all on board for the Cleveland Indians. When they went three games to one, I was in full on celebration. I was like, thankfully, baseball crisis 2016 will be averted. They won't win. We'll still get the jokes. We'll still get the memes. And then Cleveland proceeded to blow a three games to one series. And a lot of leads were blown in 2016, yeah. <laughs> A lot of leads. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the three, three one series leads were an endangered species in the year 2016. And Cleveland knows about them all too well. Um, yeah. Yeah, the paradigm of my life kind of switched that night after after the Cubs won the World Series. I I got very drunk. I was like, I don't want to live in a world where the the Cubs have won a World Series, and I can't make the joke about the Titanic sinking was more recent than the Cubs' last World Series win. <laughs> Wait, who who critiqued your went after you for uh, making fun of the Titanic sinking? No, the Cubs winning the World Series. So there was a joke that we love to use saying what ha- or that the Titanic sinking was more recent than the Cubs' last World Series win. But then they went <laughs> and won it in 2016, so you can't make the joke anymore. I the Look, I'm not a Chicago native or a Chicago sports fan. I wish it would have happened in 2015. So Back to the Future Part 2 would have been accurate. They're only one year off. It would not have been because they wouldn't have beaten Miami. Okay, fine, but I don't care about Miami. Did they? They didn't have a team back then, right? That was the joke. Yes, that was the joke. Florida didn't have the or the yeah the Miami uh, Florida Marlins. Miami Marlins didn't exist. 
So you want to talk about a joke that doesn't age well. Yeah. Plus, like, because of the fact that the Marlins are in the same league as the Cubs, they would never be able to play in the World Series. Well, there's that, too. Yeah. Now, uh, let's talk about some more sports. Space Jam 2. Yeah. God. Uh, I My favorite meme was somebody saying, well, you can't really critique it because it's a movie for kids. Oh, yes, go fuck, the fuck yourself. I can. They're going to grow up and be like, why did they let us watch this terrible fucking movie? Oh, go just, just, yeah. just go. I like people. This, this is the same people who say like, "Oh, you can't judge a movie by the trailer." It's like, go fuck yourself. Sorry, you just yeah, dumb shit. I, I explained Space Jam two to a person at work today that had not watched it, and they are a fan of the original Space Jam. I told them what Space Jam two was about and all that other stuff, and then the guy just looked at me. He's like, "You've got to be that. That's not true. You're lying to me." I'm like, "Nope, this is a hundred percent true." And I proceeded to show him pictures of Clay Thompson and Anthony Davis and Diana Taurasi as they appeared in the movie. And he was just, I could see a little part of him, a little part of him died on the inside. A lot of me died watching this movie because I'm in town visiting my mom. And my mom's like, I gotta go to bed. Like she took a nap in the middle of this movie because she fucking hated Space Jam. <laughs> this this movie sucks. Like, we're gonna talk about it because we watched it, we reviewed it. Everyone's going on about Space Jam, Space Jam, Space Jam. All right. Um, this keeps up with the trend for me of very weak HBO Max uh, uh theatrical release offerings. This god damn it. What do you what do you say about this movie, Dion? Yeah, Kendo, like how do you describe it to someone? Hard to watch. Yeah. Hard to get through. It's it's imagine if the criticism of LeBron James as a player became a movie. That's what it is. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. LeBron, you are not you are not Jordan. Get the fuck over it. That's what this whole movie felt like. Why LeBron James will never be Michael Jordan. It's crazy. It's it's uh, it's like yeah. if your mom and dad remade Space Jam, but with LeBron James. Now, my biggest complaint out of the gate about Space Jam was, why is it called Space Jam? There's no outer space in this one. There are no exactly. aliens. There's no reason to call it Space Jam. It takes yeah. place in a fucking hard drive. Yep. It's so dumb. So somehow the real world of the tunes went into a computer. Again, it's as if your fucking parents made a version of Space Jam. No, it's not even if your parents made Space Jam, Dion. Space Jam New Legacy, right? That's what it's called. Space Jam 2 is essentially yes. Warner it's I would call this HBO Max the movie where every corner was spent saying, "Hey guys, look at how great the Warner Brothers catalog is." They fucking yes. go into a hard drive inside of a server room where they fly around these little planets to go, look, it's the Game of Thrones world. It says Westeros and the fucking dragon spins around. Hey, look, it's the Matrix world. And it plays that Matrix music. Hey, look, it's this. They do it one time to decent effect. Other than that, this movie's member buries the IP edition where they go to DC land and they crash in Metropolis where they see Daffy Duck hijacking a train, trying to uh, essentially be Superman by filming it himself. 
and it goes awry and the train's about to crash and the real Superman saves him. And I thought it was funny because they made it kind of look like the animated series. But other than that, this movie had very few gags that were jokes. The humor was almost non-existent. That's repetitive. But you, know, you look at the old Space Jam and you go, oh, that's a movie for kids. All right, fine. If you can critique the old Space Jam, you can critique the new Space Jam. The human element in the first Space Jam beats this one. I don't even have to go into Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, but two men make Space Jam one a classic. Wayne Knight and Bill Murray. Yes. There are no human yeah, actors that's true, in this that's movie. true. Fucking, I, forget, I completely forgot about Bill Murray. God damn it. No, Bill Murray is the best part yeah. of that fucking movie. It is. Yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Doctor oh, Space Jam Two. And Wonder Woman. Yeah, and, and it's Space Man. And yeah, pretty much it's Ready Player One, the DC version. That's dude. The when Warner the fucking Brothers Iron version. Giant showed up at the end of the movie for the basketball game, I was like, "This is just like Ready Player One, where he's running through the force, the uh, that battlefield fight." Like Ready Player One felt like. Somebody slightly out of touch, but slightly with their finger on the pulse, conveying like the video game experience to the next at the next level. And that was cool. That movie was fun. I haven't read the book, but what I saw on screen, I really enjoyed. This was trying to capture that with a Warner Brothers spin. And it just did it not feel like the most lifeless movie ever. It felt like it. And the only reason I say this is because like, yo imagine someone who just works at Warner Brothers or HBO and it's like, okay, make a mismatch movie for kids that has, uh, what's the dude's name in in LeBron James, our characters, and it's about the internet because kids like the internet now. And it's just, and that that guy is like someone's dad and he went home and asked his kid, well, tell me about LeBron James. So, how does basketball work? Uh, Superman and Batman are going to be in the movie. And then um, we're going to make some other random references. What's the basketball player's name? Yeah, we'll put them in there too. And it, it, it's, it's the most corporate fucking movie of the last 25 of this, of this fucking generation. This is a generally yeah, bad movie. Yeah. This movie, Space Jam 2, felt more corporate and fake than Every a Disney Star Wars movie. movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is like a commercial almost it is a commercial it is it's a youtube ad but it just happens to be just with warner brothers characters dion i have great news Nick, i found a screenshot of my favorite what? part of the whole movie oh god so oh, folks, i movie. bet i know what part it is too Probably do. Where LeBron James and this Toon Squad, they're trying to make funny faces at the yes. opposing team. And everyone else makes these elaborate faces. And LeBron James is such a shitty actor, he can't even do this. He just fucking smiles. <laughs> that's, that's his silly yeah. face. That's we, his... we. Yeah. Let's say we started to play a game while watching it. Say it was take a drink every time LeBron does bad acting. After about ten minutes, we realized we probably should stop playing this game because somebody's gonna die. And then, and then the, yes. the cherry on top of this scene, there's a fucking Nike swoosh in it. 
Yeah. Okay, Dion, yeah. answer me this question. How is Nike paying for a sponsorship inside of the Warner Brothers server's computer hard drive space? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, God. Why, why would this hard drive just happen to choose the Nike symbol to be in their game kind of game? They didn't even have fucking like a rule set during the game of quote-unquote basketball. It's yeah. literally, um, it's literally like if hey Nick. an ad What's executive up? is like, just just put basketball in it, like it's sprinkled with basketball. Yeah. Hey Nick. What's up? Don Cheadle plays the bad guy. Guess what his name is? <sighs> What's his name? Don Al G Rhythm. Really? Okay. Yep. Well, I, I have no idea yeah. what what that, what that guy He's, absolutely mean. I have no idea what that means because I'm three he, apparently. He's he, he he he's in the computer, right? And he's controlling yeah. all that stuff and his name's Algae Rhythm. Okay. Yep. Don't know don't know what that means. Isn't that I'm, clever? It's it's Dion. It's, 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 it's it's incredibly clever. If I was when, if I was if I was four, that'd be incredibly clever. Dude, Nick, there's a part at the end of the movie where uh Don Cheadle's Algae Rhythm character who's been wearing like a a silver Canadian tuxedo the entire freaking movie. But like <laughs> he decides that he's gonna CG, he's gonna, you know, buff himself up to play in the basketball game. Yeah. So with CGI on par with the mummy returns, he becomes oh my god. Don Cheadle becomes Wesley Snipes and <laughs> he plays basketball. Yeah, Why couldn't he just become Michael Jai White? It's it's okay. We we need to see more of him. It's fine. Well, well, I mean, we just kept referring to him as War Machine the whole time. That's, like, that's he, we, we didn't refer to him the character's name or Don Cheadle. It was just, hey, look, War Machine's you know acting like an idiot again. Um, no, I think to me the 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 the, the creme de la creme of this movie was where they stole one of our jokes. Oh God! Yeah, yeah they, they steal one of our jokes. So, oh Jesus. The part where the Toon Squad is getting their asses handed to them, and at halftime they go in and they're trying to sort things out, and Sylvester the Cat comes running up screaming about how he brought backup, and then they start playing fucking Alan Parsons, and it's like the 90s Bulls introduction theme, and they show the guy walking, and you're like, oh, shit, they went and they got Michael Jordan, and it's Michael B. Jordan, and they make the joke of, you got Michael B. Jordan. You didn't get Michael A. Jordan? Dion yeah. and I both looked at each other like they fucking ripped us off. Yeah. They ripped also, us off. Also, also, the fact that they play that Bulls theme that you know from the '90s right there tells you it's not for fucking kids. No kid is gonna know that goddamn theme. By the way, yeah, no. As soon this, as that music hits, we all know that that's the Bulls opening thing where they announce the Bulls. Just yeah, to, and, um, and it's and, and it's, it's one of those things that we we know from watching the games, you know, as kids. Fucking two dead, like you know, like twenty some plus years ago. We know this from watching it, and for you to, for everybody who's defending it, saying, "Oh, it's for kids." Go fuck yourself, because there's no way a kid's gonna know that theme <laughs> and know what that means. Know what that, you know. Oh god, it's just, mm, mm, mm. calm down, Nick. Dion. What was the part of the movie where you officially gave up and quit? Because there was something I, I mean, can't remember was, what it was. The... They did something, and you just you stood up and you're like, yeah. "I'm done. I am done." I th- oh my god! I think it was the, it was the uh, LeBron James face part. I want to say where I was like I, I I can't do this anymore. 
I cannot watch this movie, dude. Yeah. Why didn't they try? Like, why uh, didn't somebody fit LeBron because down? Because they, they literally, it was a commercial, dude. Like, it's this is what happens when a fucking executive brainstorming room is the one that makes the movie. Like, they don't have, the, the direction is bad. The acting is bad. The fucking, every structural point of a movie that makes a movie a success, they didn't do. Like, down to basic things. Like, flushing out the story. Like, you kind of know what's good. You know, his son just got kidnapped, so Algae Rhythm can somehow use Michael... Or, uh, Michael... I almost said Michael Jordan. Use fucking um, LeBron James to get more popular. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. They, they, like, they're like, there has to be a bad guy, LeBron James, basketball, Looney Tunes, WB characters. And then they just made a movie around that. Yeah. Dude, this whole thing was about kissing LeBron James' ass, but also telling him why he's not as good as Michael Jordan the whole time. Like, exactly. <laughs> what? Why? I, all I want to know is why didn't somebody sit him down and say, try harder? Like, this guy was not. You ever watch a movie where you can tell an actor is really trying, even if they suck? Yeah. 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 This was not yeah, one of the those room. films. Yeah. This is that. <laughs> the room. Tommy was so looks like he gives a shit more than LeBron James in this film, and that is not <laughs> not an exaggeration. Like no one gives a shit. There's not a single person in this movie who gave a shit. Not not even the basketball players that they tried to make Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing and, and all those guys. Like they even they didn't give a fuck. Well, dude, like, the original space- da- Damian Lillard looks like he doesn't give a fuck about what he's doing. He's like, I'm gonna be in this for two doesn't. minutes. And I'm- and then I'm out of here. Yeah, he's he's, he's like he, he's like he's like. What time do I need to get out of here? Because the the need to go catch his check. So you know it it doesn't yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't go through. You know that that sensation, Jeff. You get when you go to the store. Like, oh fuck, I gotta go pick up uh, some chicken for dinner, and I and I need more salt. That's the feeling that you get from every single person in this movie. Like they were like, I gotta run to the studio and film for this uh, LeBron James movie. Like even fu- even the voice actors for the Looney Tunes didn't give a shit. No, dude, don't get me started on those voice actors. Who the hell was Bugs Bunny? That look, I know Mel Blanc is no longer alive. I'm not expecting, you know, a one-to-one, but there are some voices like Jesse does a better Marvin the Martian than the one they used in this fucking movie. It's like, crazy. The, the, the Looney Tunes were terrible. They even turned them 3D. There's a moment where they tra- they're transformed yeah. from yep. cartoon to 3D. Now, I can understand the appeal all the next generation kids like CGI. Okay, fine. We've Toy Story, the first CGI animated film. We were in the first, I was in the first grade when that shit came out. So I can understand most of my life, you know, we've been introduced to CGI cartoons. I get it. I didn't really think they translated well, but hey, it's kind of like seeing Pikachu. It's a little weird, but whatever. So I understand that creative choice, but there were so many why weren't they even attempting to be funny? Like, folks, I can understand, oh, you're not in the target demographic. Of course I'm not in the target demographic. So jokes might not land the same way. But, like, they're not even attempting to write jokes. There are just, like, moments that happen in this movie. And it's just, like, the it's exposition but not exposition. It's, like, trying to convey, like, the filmmaker has this opinion. And it's essentially the filmmaker stating their opinion, but the character states the opinion and then moves right back into the film. Like, it's weird how they communicate with each other. It almost feels like an AI bot tried to make this fucking movie. It's, it, that's, that dude, that's one that you hit the nail on the fucking head. 
it's like, oh, well, just just give it to the AI bot. It'll it'll put everything together. And it, that's how it's it's like, oh, um, basketball video games are a search word searched so many million times this year. We'll put that in the movie. Like it's just it's it's and, such a it's a culturally defining bad movie. Yeah, it, and Dion, I gotta <laughs> yeah. give it I get what it's trying to do, where it's trying to say, like, hey. Maybe the old way of playing sports outdoors and esports can come, you know, have this weird union. I understand that. I understand, you know, trying to tell the father son story, the dynamic. But like, do anything well, and I'll I'll applaud you. But this movie, it just it starts this out movie stupid. Is on Mac and Me level. What'd you say? This movie is like, remember Mac and Me? Oh God! Yeah. Uh, yes. That is this, dude. Oh my God, Mac. We just had our generation, our adult lives. We just had our Mac and Me moment. Oh man! Again, again. Yeah. I mean, dude. Oh wow, that's fucking horrible. I was gonna say this. The thing about this is, this movie was set up to be like storyline wise stupid from the beginning. You know, the original one, the Martians came down to Earth and they. We're gonna beat us in basketball. So what do they do? Their guys suck. They steal the the skills and abilities of the best basketball players on the planet. Not named Michael Jordan because he was too busy playing baseball at the time. <laughs> and so, in order to stop them and defeat them, we go get Michael Jordan, the best basketball player on the planet at the time. And with his ragtag bunch of people, they win and they defeat the monsters. What is what is the big catalyst for this big game here at the beginning of this movie? LeBron and his son disagree about basketball. That's true. The fact that the kid self so war machine kidnaps the child. <sighs> but dude, how did this kid create technology that can scan people into their phone? Like, I understand what we're watching, but like there are certain verisimilitude. Richard Donner, rest in peace, sir. Like this movie, the old Space Jam kind of have uh, its own internal logic. This is the type of movie where it's like, we've built this logic. Oh, but this joke works. Ah, fuck the logic. And then you never go back to what you spent all this time building. Like, dude, like, oh my God, I'm really, I don't want to keep going on and spit in my field, but like, there's nothing better about this one. Like, even the animation, like the traditional style animation pales in comparison to the hand-drawn animation and the CGI used in a 25-year-old film. Like, it's not about having a preference or growing up with an original because I didn't really like Space Jam as a kid. It took me to liking it took me uh, to my last viewing to really appreciate it. Yeah, I wasn't sober, but it was awesome. Long story short, though, <laughs> I'm on the Space Jam train as of 2021. And you know, as an artist, I appreciate hand-drawn animation and the that craft and what they tried. It was nice that Warner Brothers wanted to bring that back. But I wish they would have done that part specifically, that part better, because so much of the movie is animated and it just looks so dumb. Like, who framed Roger Rabbit integrates humans and animation better than Space Jam 2? Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Well, Roger Rabbit definitely does. Roger, That's what I'm saying. Rabbit. Roger Rabbit wins by a mile, and that movie's over 30 years old at this point. Yeah. Now, the original Space Jam director ripped the new sequel, claiming it took five sittings to watch and that LeBron ain't Michael. <laughs> well, uh, uh. I love I love that that's a sentiment all the way through. It's like, like you ain't Michael. Then like he's 
he he's, he's trying to come to terms with it. It's like, yeah, buddy, you're not. Sorry. Even with your fucking Space Jam, a new legacy. I mean, like, you're not the new legacy. You're just a wannabe. That's all it is. It's the second most delicious irony to come out of this movie. LeBron James has spent his entire career in the shadow of Michael Jordan. And everyone's saying, you're not Michael Jordan. It can be argued, and I'm willing to hear the argument and agree with the argument in a certain degree, that LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. I get that. But most people's general consensus as of current time is they won't be. Give it 30 years and that'll probably change. However, the the fact that he can't get out of Michael Jordan's shadow in Space Jam, you know, legacy is even funnier. It's like this is just hilarious. It's like that's like the biggest like shoe throwing that's happening at, at LeBron James. It's like, dude, you did Space Jam too? Man, you're not Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> It's and almost love, as good love, as his movie not being able to be shown in a certain country that we'll get to. Oh my god! Yeah. One thing, no, no, another thing I love is that um, the articles came out. I think like Sunday early. It's like, oh, um, Space Jam beats Black Widow, and you know, in uh, at, at theaters. I'm just like, what? And they compared like the 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 third weekend of Black Widow to the first weekend of Space Jam. It's like this, like it didn't make any fucking sense. Like they were moving the goddamn goalposts around, like. Like, like, like two blind kids. It was fucking horrible. Um, because like we all clearly knew that like two or three weeks ago that Black Widow made eighty-seven million dollars domestically at the box office. That was the opening weekend, and that Space Jam two um, made thirty-one million dollars or thirty-two million dollars at box office. Like, there's a big fucking difference. Now, yeah. would you? Would you like to talk about why Space Jam might be dead in the water, though? Because oh, if we're talking yes. about box office. God, yes. So here's a, an interesting thing. China won't carry LeBron's Space Jam. You guys ready to hear about this? I think Please. so, buddy. Yes. All right. Film critics say Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron James, is one of the worst movies ever made. Yes. I'm going to trust the experts on this one so I can avoid <laughs> watching it myself. Ooh. In LeBron's mind, though, it doesn't matter how bad the film is. As long as it blows up at the box office, any humiliation would be worth it. However, the film isn't on track to be the financial success LeBron and Warner Brothers had hoped either because China has yet to greenlight the film for release. This is particularly humorous as LeBron has pledged allegiance to Chairman Xi for more than three years for the sake of Space Jam's revenue. Without China, Space Jam 2 is likely to lose several hundred millions of dollars. As Clay Travis's notes on Twitter, Space Jam costs $200 million to make and market and is expected to earn only 60 to $70 million without a release in China. LeBron has worked hard for China's friendship. Mm -hmm. He told members of the NBA to shut up and dribble for Xi and was willing to spread dishonest information about American history and even ripped the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution in hopes of releasing Space Jam in theaters. Wow. This is not from the fucking uh, Babylon Bee, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, he wanted, to, he wanted to do more than bend, than bend the knee. He, this, this guy needs knee pads for China. Hold on. Sorry, I, I, I missed up that last sentence. Um, he wanted to rip up the Constitution in hopes of releasing Space Jam in theaters near where COVID originated, and the Uyghur Muslims are detained in concentration camps. Wow, LeBron. Yep, yeah, he wants, yep, he's, he wants to, he wants to, you know, pucker up for China for sure. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, what do you so think? Yeah, it all started yeah, when. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember Jordan ever shilling for China. I, 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 I may be wrong. Did he ever shill for China? Did that ever happen? Anybody? Um, I, I don't remember know. him advertising for McDonald's, which now I want a delicious Big Mac and some hot fries and a nice cold Coke for only three ninety nine. Um, <laughs> why don't we? Like, I don't mind a commercial. I don't mind an athlete, a fucking physical specimen telling me I eat this every day as you don't. I don't mind being lied to because it's like, haha. But this is like next level social engineering shit that LeBron James is it's like, oh, hey, do this, do that. No, man, fuck off. I don't like this uh, bending the knee shit. He didn't bend the knee. No. He, he he needs two knee pads, Jeff. You don't hear what happened? God Sorry. damn, dude. Let me rephrase. He didn't bend the knee. He bent over. Yeah, he yeah. Basically, he fucking did. Because like this guy, oh man, he he really wanted that uh, <laughs> that Chinese money, but it ain't happening, bro. Well, I can say the same thing about LeBron James that I say about John Cena. I don't respect you. I just don't respect you as a person, as a, a role model, whatever. That's the type of shit that's like, oh, they do all these wonderful, inspirational things. But it's like, do they, though? Because that's the face that they want to present to you to be motivational. But then their very public face also does those other things. And do you want uh, the next generation to pick up those traits to, you know, bend over for uh, foreign money? No, you don't want to teach your kids that. I mean, if I don't really think you should look up to an athlete for inspiration, but if you do, Michael Jordan's the one. I mean, what did he teach you work hard and fucking be the best. Like that's it. That's there was I, there picked up from Michael Jordan. There was a time where I guess you could kind of look at athletes, you know, as as heroes, but not not anymore. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, maybe Michael Jordan was never really here. He's kind of pretty. He just played one and made you know made sure everybody kept buying his shoes. So I don't know. Maybe he's a figment of our imagination. We don't. We're not worthy of him. That's probably true as well. Now, uh, we will talk a little more about China and Space Jam and close that out in just a moment. But I wanted to catch up with the audience because it's been a couple of minutes. So our friend Primer, bringing back the year 3535. Dion, are you ready to go to the future? And not if it's a future that this movie's in. Well, I'm sorry, but every future includes Space Jam New Legacy. By the way, folks, we have over 566 watching, but only 331 likes. Do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button to let us know you're enjoying the show. So Primer says, in 3535, Vince McMahon's bodiless head will sell the WWE to Robo Kendo. Also in 3535, Dion will be reanimated by scientists to become a horse hybrid. Okay, Joseph Bienowicz <laughs> says it's thirty-five, thirty-five. Kendo, a head in a jar, hovering, watching his robo dongle do its thang. Problem <clears throat> is, his cyborg body doing itself. Jeff, Nick, and Dion appear as force ghosts, all laughing at Kendo's dongle. <laughs> right before he throws up. And the thing is, I don't even know who they are, so it's okay. <laughs> You're that old? Like I don't even remember these guys. My memory only goes back 125 years. Are you sad? A little bit, I guess not. <laughs> um, so 35:35 is going to be a glorious time. It's going to be. Is that when the singularity takes place? Yes, hopefully. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Which one? The black hole or the or the AI? AI. The black hole is going to wipe us all out. Okay. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely AI for sure. 
What if the singularity is something as basic as Android buys Apple and we only have one type of cell phone? <laughs> so everybody everybody on the planet has to, has to buy has to buy Apple forever. That's if that's the peak if that's the if that's the peak of AI and the singularity, I think we'll be okay. Dude, Android one. Well, also, also, I don't think it's going to happen because, I mean, look, okay, look at what happened in the beginning of the pandemic. People were tearing down 5G towers and bashing them with bats. So I think we're okay. Well, yeah, people were afraid that the cell phone towers were given them the Rona, right? Yes, yes. So, um, I think I think I think I don't think the singularity is going to happen. Somebody's going to somebody's going to show their kids Terminator Two and instill that fear in them forever. Like it's just going to happen. So, you, well, it's the same reason why aliens will never land. They came, they saw Tide Pod eating, and they left. And that was the end of it. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of sad, folks. We're never going to have that great evolutionary period because people on the internet are stupid. Yeah, and that's why we're on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, TLJ Screwjob says her mouth can't repel a dongle of that magnitude. <laughs> it's an impressive mouth. Modalicious says, fuck Kevin Smith passionately with a jagged two by four. Well, oh uh, my god, don't worry, his clerks make an ass will be back in the news in just a moment. Uh, hang on, folks. Primer says, die hard with a dongle. The David Carradine story. Oh, <laughs> damn. damn, wow. Damn. Do me a favor, boys. Talk about David Carradine for a moment. I'm going to go pee. Uh, um. Kill Bill was awesome. <laughs> uh, Kill Bill Two was not as awesome. Um, he was. Yeah, it was. Cat. Yeah, Kill Kill. Yeah, Kill Bill Two was super fucking slow. Yeah, and I'm sad that he died while he was pleasuring the old samurai sword. Um. Yeah, that's dude. That's that's, that's fucking fucking horrible. Um, I know his sheathing the old katana. Jeez. Um, I know his uh what was it? His brother, um, who was in there you go, Robert Carradine. The week that happened that he died, Robert Carradine was at a convention I was at doing a nerds reunion, and nobody could talk to him because of this. He was uh he was not he was it was very, very, you know, very, very down the whole weekend. But uh, yeah, I was just like, uh, and I was waiting in line the whole time to, to just kind of like get him to sign my poster. I was like, somebody, I want somebody to say something and be stupid, say something really dumb to the guy. Nobody did, thankfully. But um, yeah, it was just a really odd weekend. Yeah, he had a really bad weekend once too. <laughs> yeah, 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 mm-hmm. oh, man. That's what happens. Well, when I mean, you live your life in excess. <laughs> Well, I mean, they are they are redoing the the show Kung Fu, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a a female who's going to you know take yeah, over that role. Yeah, because I'm the CW dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ima- yeah. Imagine if the CW made a movie. We're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna get it. Don't imagine if the CW made a movie. No, it's gonna be the Kung Fu TV show. Well, they got no, 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 no. The the CW movie would would be a bunch of 25 year olds in high school fucking. That's all it would be. To, to, yeah, to, to, like, like, to like current pop music or something. That's all it would be. Now, uh, our friend Joseph Bienowicz says, Sorry, Kendo, I've been drinking. Dong of the dead. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Good one. Zach Z says, Prong, another dongle device. F you, Apple. <laughs> You know, it's really it's really shitty because Apple's I think worth two trillion dollars right now, and they only own like about fifteen percent of the phone market in the whole world. 
I won't go to iPhone. I enjoy, you know, drawing on an iPad, but I don't I don't like their stuff. customers, China. Oh yeah. I mean who doesn't have customers in China? I mean Us. Space Jam, probably. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, they're getting they're getting the movie by selling the high seas for sure. <laughs> Will said the unauthorized, unauthorized biography of Tom Hanks says Space Dongle, the LeBron James story. Oh my god. Well, that movie is fucked a big ass dongle. No, Le- LeBron is a dongle. Darian 217 says October 3535, the 72nd thousand nine hundred and fifty-fifth episode of World Class Bullshitters. Cyborg Kendo reviews the Eric Stoltz Back to the Future cut. 128K high definition feels like they're in your face. Movie released a few days earlier on Monday, October 21st, 3535, in honor of Jeff. <laughs> well, at least I'll finally get to see it. That's but the, you, but that's you won't know what it is because I'll you won't remember the hell the movie is about. <laughs> I won't have no I I'll have no frame of reference. I won't remember Back to the Future. I'm like, huh, this seems like a pretty good movie. Bit dark and weird, but eh, it's entertaining. What if Eric Stolten Back to the Future is what recharges your old memory and you realize what you are and you fucking flip out and your last few moments of life are just everything that you've lost flooding back in the year 3535? Or, or, what if watching the Stoltz cut in the year 3535? It it causes everything to come flooding back to me. I regain my entire memory of my entire fifteen hundred year lifespan, and that causes me to become the singularity. I mean, um, I like I I like that movie. I could I, I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, I essentially become like a like a hero of some sorts, but like an anti-hero. And I just go around beating the shit out of everybody because I'm pissed that I'm 1,552 years old. <laughs> I'd watch it. Actually, that that sounds like a great movie. We, I want that movie now. Write it down. Put it on the list. We'll, we'll make it. London Fog 66 says, what remake do y'all think is next after Dune? One that hasn't been announced. Um, oh God, I I don't know. There's <laughs> there's so there's so many coming out and and they're all gonna suck. I I don't I don't know anymore. I just don't. The Dirty Dozen. Oh God, Mash. And it's gonna be a mixture of. I was gonna say it's gonna be the Dirty Dozen, and it's gonna be a mixture of dudes, chicks, and and you know minorities and things like that. And instead of taking on a you know, Nazi party of people or whatever it is, it's they're attacking like the establishment or some shit or something dumb. They're they're gonna redo MASH and it's gonna be in the future or something. I don't know. MASH bridges. Dude, uh, no, 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 no. MASH is in like M M A M M A S H. Um uh I'm I'm honestly surprised. Well, I mean they can't really film the love boat right now, but they're probably going to at some point, so that'll happen again. Um, the Burbs, <laughs> starring um Jordan Peele. <laughs> he did. He did announce a new movie called. I think it was called Nope. Oh, no, oh, 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 oh. I got a segment for it. Don't worry. Okay. I, we'll okay. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. 
Because that fucking what a dumb t- you know what fuck I'm just gonna pull up the title right now. What a dumb title. No, 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 no. Pull up no pull up the poster, please. Just pull up That's the what I'm or whatever it is, because like goddamn. I <laughs> all right, his new know, his new remix coming out no. soon. Fuck God. Say what? Have you heard about Jordan Peele's new movie? No. Really? Kendo, have you I heard haven't. about it? No. A new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. Nope. <laughs> 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 all right it's a movie about okay. a killer cloud so so so, so so first it was get out then it was us now it's nope okay i'm sensing a pattern here yeah i'm i'm gonna skip this one too nick that's the, my pattern that i'm sensing i'm not gonna watch another jordan oh movie. god I, i'm definitely gonna skip it unless the audience really wants me to watch it and then i'll watch it i have a patreon video about before. it Get out, get out, get out is 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 a pretty good movie. Um us is oh so fucking dumb, so stupid. Doesn't make any fucking doesn't make any sense. Doesn't at all make any sense. TLJ Screwjob. Thank you very much. He says the year 3535. Dion's ghost is haunting everyone that brings up his still denied love of dark fate. That's right, Dion. Denied his love until death. <laughs> hey Dion, say hello to your <laughs> Fuck you. Are people are gonna be like, "What are you guys looking at this movie of a cloud?" No, it's no from Jordan Peele. Can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be riveting. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Is that good? Well, let's get out in it. <laughs> well, it looks like the cloud is over like a fair or a small town or something. So, is it like a UFO movie of a a UFO hiding in a cloud over a small town that like gently takes them away to? To a better place. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, no, no. What this movie is about is this UFO cloud. These aliens kidnap black people and take them back to their planet, and then they use them as like bodies and vessels so that they can stay younger. It, you know what? You joke. That's the fucking premise. I bet it's got the dude get out. <laughs> if that's if that's. A- Fucking premise. Oh god, if if I read the synopsis and that's it, I'm gonna be like, Kendo, what the fuck, man? I can only assume it's a Jordan Peele movie and it's and get out is the lead (laughs) actor. It has to be pretty much the space version of Get Out. It's sped out. Oh Oh Um, my god. So let's uh, let's keep moving forward with Jordan Pe- away from Jordan Peele. That's where we should go. God, as please, a society, away from Jesus. Jordan Peele. Oh, uh, TLJ says it's, it's 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 bad enough his fucking movies coming out. Uh, the remake of Candyman. So, yep, I almost forgot about that. Uh, Modelicious has our perfect transitional super chat. Mm, Kevin Smith has a sweet man pussy. Oh, what the wow. fuck! It was, it was oh, a damn. Put it out there. Uh, Had to read that one, huh? Something about that just, something about that just, uh, that, whew, that landed weird. <laughs> uh, the, uh, weird is the word you're, you're using right now? Weird is the adjective? Oh, okay. I was thinking more along the lines of. No, the adjective is play. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. 
That was perfect. Thank you, Kendo. So let me pull a picture of our favorite film director. Oh, wait, that's not a picture of Richard Donner. Least favorite <laughs> oh, film director. R.I.P. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, the, one of the greatest directors of all time. So Kevin Smith. And we're, stu and we're stuck with this skinny fuck. Yeah. Kevin Smith has made a handful of films. You can call them movies. You can call them good. You can call most of them forgettable. But Kevin Smith is now involved with a He-Man cartoon, Masters of the Universe Revelation, which is going to drop tomorrow. Uh, show of hands, who's excited? Um, um, if you can see me, both my hands are down. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not even looking at the screen. <laughs> in protest? <laughs> nah, it's just that's my interest level in He-Man and the Masturbators of the Universe. Well, this version. Well, everyone is pissed because essentially that new character, the Tila 2.0, is going to be the main character, the focal point. And now they're killing off other characters. Apparently Kevin Smith is trolling the audience. It's like, what is the point of this show? Why do these people make these... I feel like we called it. What do we call? <clears throat> they shit the bed? That... Yeah. That there was going to shit the bed, and that uh, the female was going to be the main character, and that He Man was going to get cucked out. Where's the money in this, though? Because they keep making these stupid He Man of the Ma He Man and the Masters of the Universe, like Origins figures or whatever, at Walmart. They're not as good as the other, you know, better lines, but they keep bringing out He Man. He Man has been a staple. I won't say nonstop since the 80s because that'd be a lie because they even did that He-Man of the Future shit and they tried to, whatever. But my point is, ever since about 02 when they redid that He-Man cartoon and then you had the collector's toys come back a couple years later, He-Man's been around for about the last 20 years. And so what's the reason that you want to take the name, the IP name, and then not give the character everybody wants? This keeps happening. This keeps failing. What the fuck is happening in these boardrooms? Space Jam. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Shit just like that. <clears throat> Shit just like that, man. I I couldn't is. I yeah, I I I couldn't tell you. I it's it's frustrating just talking about this for the second time in this episode, just being like, hey, there's still some shitty woke uh, entertainment coming out. We should all love it. And they, they keep doing this. Every company keeps doing this over and over and over again and not making any money, but somehow they keep doing it because they think it's going to make the money, but they don't. So I I don't know. Don't you love the talking to we get the message that our heroes mean nothing and that we shouldn't believe in them? Well, it's, yeah, it's just that there's, you know, and that's coming from an outside perspective that never cared about it before, you know. Exactly. And that's that's what's so weird. And then those people are being told to make something great. You know, it's so hard where your where your existence is based on criticizing and breaking apart something great, but then you give that person all of a sudden all this power, and you get shit like He Man, and it's just it's just disheartening because it's all disingenuous. It's all for show. It's all for the flavor of the month, and then it's gonna, then it'll be no more. That's what's so fucking. No one's gonna remember this. You know, this is gonna kill. This is gonna kill He Man. If this yep. is yep. 
this is it. They're not going to look at this and go, oh man, I really can't wait to watch the He-Man live action movie that shits on the main character too. Like, yeah. Folks, you have one opportunity if you're coming back like this. For example, Transformers had its shot right out the gate and it ruined itself. But they had one shot to fix it. Some people say Bumblebee did. Some people say they didn't. But they at least attempted something. Transformers has had so much more of a presence. He-Man, let's be honest with ourselves. I know I brought it up that he's been around for the last 20 years. But where has he been around the internet? He-Man's a joke. He-Man is the hey, yeah, hey, what's going on for a lot of people. Um, these characters... Because they were popular at one time, this isn't Marvel, this isn't Star Wars. Netflix didn't buy up one of the most popular IPs of all time. They picked up one of the most popular cartoons of the 1980s and are hoping to reinvigorate it and bring it out for the next generation. But the plans, the steps they've taken, much like Disney Star Wars, Disney Star Wars is not a pla or excuse me, a blueprint for success. The Force Awakens was a blueprint for uh, unmitigated long-term failure. Absolutely. Tell him, Steve, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's something that they're... I don't know. It's just, it's just such a depressing state of affairs. Well, I'm saying this as a joke. I'm just glad they're not doing this to our 90s shows yet. Oh, wait, they are. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. Okay. How would you guys feel about a Hercules the Legendary Journeys reboot with uh, Tay Diggs as Hercules? <laughs> I, I want to throw up. <laughs> All right. Well, puke. Wishing one hand shit in the other. See which fills up quicker. Now, what say you guys about the She-Ra and the Princess of Power cartoon that came out, that remake, the CalArt style? Did anyone, did anyone here give it a shot? No. Yeah, me neither. Because again, I'm not here. I will defend pop culture. I will talk about it with all the reference, all the reverence these things deserve. Uh, with with He-Man, Thundercats, all of these '80s properties, I'm just slightly too young for them. But I, as a you know, the way we talk about Star Wars and other stuff, they should still be preserved and treated and respected. Uh, He-Man was perfect, kind of like the Ghostbusters or Back to the Future is now, where they just release merchandise, they put out an, an expensive book, they'll put out a video game that probably sucks, but they never touch it that way. That's the best way for these franchises to live on. Like, Ninja Turtles doesn't need a cartoon. Ninja Turtles just has a deluge of toys and video games and arcade machines and shit for grown-ups. Remember, folks, unlike the Space Jam movie in quotation, and you know, I'm using the term lightly, this is not for kids. He-Man, Transformers, all this stuff that they bring out and charge you a premium for, it's for the little kids from 35 and 40 years ago. So remember these. Um, remember that when you talk about these films. Don't let some dickhead on Twitter say, oh, it's a kid show. You shouldn't talk about it. Well, fuck, no, it's not. A kid doesn't know who He-Man is. It's not nope. his dad or grandpa or whatever. Believe me, Dustin's <laughs> kid's grandpa would watch He-Man. Yeah, it's it's for the people that are our age that have kids to say, oh my gosh, I remember this when I was a kid. Uh, let's go totally watch it and then sell toys to the next generation, along with the dad who will be buying the the you know the toys as well too. And then these kids have their own version of He-Man, and it's a bonding experience. Believe me, 
I went through that with the Ninja Turtles. I don't have any kids, of course, to show them the Ninja Turtles, but they know who they're marketing it to. And that's why most of the best selling stuff is that first generation Turtles. I, I hope the Power Rangers don't ever get another reboot because they probably they probably have four more in the in, in in the hopper right now in all honesty they probably have four more waiting to go and they're going to do them here soon and kids are going to love them and they're going to call us all kinds of names like they have been for the past few years because we didn't like it and so on and so forth so oh, so kevin smith lied i don't think there's going to be too much um success from this show anyway it's he-man now, have you guys heard about Kevin Smith in the news with Clerks 3 starting to film soon? Yep. Yeah, I heard some weird announcement about that. We have any idea about the story or anything or what's going to go down or anything like that? Ask ask that again. I said, do we have any idea what the story is what the story is going to be or what uh, uh, what the synopsis is or what's going what's going down? I have a I have a theory that it takes place in a convenience store. Okay, that'd be um, my best guess. Okay, that makes that makes sense. But uh, it's Kevin Smith after all, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I, I I hope he does that. You said you hope he doesn't direct. <clears throat> I mean, I hope I, I I hope he follows. I hope he follows through and does the um, you know, key, at least keeps it fucking original somehow. Well, yeah, I mean, like stick he, to stick to what's worked. Well, Kevin Smith did a decent job with Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. That's one where I'm like, okay, he can still make a movie, but you know, I watched I watched the first like 30 minutes of that, and I had to turn it off because I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. He had he yeah. had Matt Damon. He had Matt Damon. He had Matt Damon talk about fucking dogma. Uh, because of some fucking reason in this movie, and it just like, why is he here? Dogma has nothing to do with with Jan and Bob. It just, it, it's not. It's, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know there's a lot of. I don't even think there's a ton of online hype about this. I think this is just one of those things where it's like a good chunk of our audience just doesn't give a shit about He Man. So I wish He Man would get the proper respect he deserves, but you guys have anything else to say about He Man? <laughs> no. Oh God, Dion's down already. Yeah, Dion's down. <laughs> Go ahead and mute him already. I'll get him back later. <laughs> let's let's check in with the audience. Cesario oh, Japan man. says I tried to put up my dongle and it won't fit. <laughs> Need a bigger port. <laughs> bigger port. Andrew Clark says, thoughts on Kibblesmith writing Blade for Marvel? Well, uh, Andrew, I'm as excited for Blade as I was the new New Warriors with internet gas. Oh, Jesus. Mm. I was actually legit actually excited to get that comic book so I can rip on it, but they never released it. Yeah, same here. I wanted, I wanted to read it, read it on air. I thought it would be funny, but it uh, never happened. We would have done a voiceover for it. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. It would have it been glorious. It would have been glorious. Jeffrey Mahan says, how can I get my backing if Stealing Solo canceled and get a refund? Well, if you have any issues, you can contact WCBScomics at gmail.com. Jiggy Nomics says, Harry Dongle and the effing and the firing of Kathleen Kennedy. 
You know, <laughs> it would take magic to get her ass away after all these fucking reports we've heard about. Oh, she's fired tomorrow. She's she's dead, actually. And then she just shows up on TV. You're like, oh, somebody told me a lie. Uh, well, <laughs> I have heard on very, very good authority that she is being fired this week. I was on Reddit earlier this week myself, too. <laughs> uh, Redman Productions says to cope with no live WCBS show last week I brought Xenoblade Chronicles for the Switch and it's a really fun game I'm really feeling it in Dion <laughs> oh, he's still out okay yeah he is mm-hmm. uh, Dion should not take an edible before the show no he took you know, he took, took, he took it during the show <laughs> He said, because oh, well. he said when we were giving him shit in the beginning, he's like, fuck it, I'm taking another edible. I'm just like, okay. He said he was goes. taking another edible. Yeah, so. And that was after he referred to Star Trek Three as one of the greatest third films in a series of all time. You know, this Paraphrasing, is my best of course. To, look, at, Dion has made a bet with Jesse that Avatar is never coming out. Avatar 2, excuse me. So, kind of hard to, sometimes, man, you do these things. Please stop. <laughs> well, I, I have yet to see a release date for Avatar 2. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen images of them shooting it. They're not going to throw away that much money, are they? <laughs> they might. <laughs> I mean, they had 80% of a movie with with, uh, with with Solo, and then they threw that away. So, Okay, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's fair. I'll give you that one. Okay, yeah. so I mean, money is no object to these people. They just want to make, I don't know, just want to make stuff or make money or something. I don't know. It's 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 weird. They're they're strange. They're strange. Would Cesare would Japan. he win on a technicality if it comes oh. out and it's not called Avatar Two? It's just like called Avatar Titanic Dead. Boogaloo or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, would he get, would he get the win on the technicality? No. Yeah, well, yeah. Is, 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 is that is that a, is, is that how we're judging this? Like, if if another Avatar movie comes out, he loses, or if it's just if it's just if it's called Avatar Two, then he loses. Like, how is, if it's not, if it, it has to be called Avatar Two. He lose no, he loses no matter what because how many fucking movies are called something two until they come out and then they're like, oh shit, they changed the title. So it's he bet there's no Avatar Two, meaning the movie ain't ever coming out. He had acknowledged it's the same production we're talking about the whole time. Gotcha. So his ass is going bye-bye on that $100. Uh, Cesario Japan says, Fast and Furious 25-25, opening in Sparch 35-35. So <laughs> Lousy is it, March weather. Did we get new months so studios could release more movies in the year? <sighs> no, that, that was a Simpsons reference. <laughs> uh, London Fog 66 says, Space Jam t- Space James 2, a dongle legacy. <laughs> Doug Keller says the last. All right. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting film title, Kendo. I think you've uh... never mind. I'm not even gonna make that joke. It's the oh, last damn. Dong Scout. <laughs> There's also <laughs> this is the one Kendo likes. Don't be a dong to sell central. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think everyone's seen this film, The Dark Dong Rises. <laughs> Well, apparently he falls asleep mid-show, so. Doug Keller says, Kendo looks like former Celtic Larry Bird. I'll take it if I only had just a little bit of the basketball ability. Yeah, man. How tall was Larry Bird? Uh, Six, eight or something like that, maybe. 
Wow. So you need about what seven more inches of height? Mm, sure. Doug Keller also says, "Did you hear that Sean King is writing a Black Panther movie? It's titled Not Black Panther, starring himself." <laughs> I mean, that's the stunning it. and brave film we need today. Paisley Hidalgo's in the chat. They agree. correct. <laughs> Uh, Dar- Thank you very much, Doug Keller, for everything. Uh, Darian217 says, Mila Jovovich, six Resident Evil movies. She's no franchise killer. She hasn't starred in any other series. Conversely, seen as good for one movie, not a series. Saw Fast 9, acting worse than in Bumblebee. Was the acting any worse than when he was doing his, ma- his Mandarin apology video to the Chinese government? I wonder if, like, the people... When we get to the wrestling segment in a moment, I wonder if the folks backstage were looking at him like, come on, John. Come on, John. And he's just like, sorry, man. <laughs> no. I gotta do it. He was following he Le- LeBron's lead. He was following LeBron's lead. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna bend the knee so I can get my movie there so I can get paid more. I, I just want to, like, uh, run into scene of, like, The Rock wouldn't have done that, bro. Just walk away. <laughs> Who the fuck are I you? wonder... Like, don't worry about it. Dude, I wonder. I, I I wonder how much shit he's getting for that now. Just like in a, in his daily life, in all honesty, I wonder if people are just like, "Hey, man." The- <laughs> Probably not much because most people look at him as like that's a smart business move. I bet you a lot of people behind low key are just like, "Yeah, you got to do it. It sucks." I bet you he didn't even want to do it himself, but he just doesn't have the nerve to say no. I mean, okay, okay, a business business move. I understand, but like, but publicly, like the optics look. Look like so crappy. It looks so bad. So bad. It's it's stupid across the board. There's no excuse. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh Darian 217. I know there were six Resident Evil films. I've only seen one of them in theaters. The last one. Joel was a huge fan of those. So have you guys watched them all? Nope. Uh, good. I think I watched up to like the third or fourth one, and then I had really had to. I, I, I'd absolutely tap out because I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I just can't. I have great news from Motolicious. He says, "Dudes, Tourette's guy's YouTube is back up." Okay. Oh, good. That's actually good news for me because I've been hanging out on this. Uh, well, not hanging out, but when I'm on Facebook, I see these Tourette guy Facebook group posts, and I'm like, yes, yes, it's about time. To find out who ripped my uh, Randy Travis post. Remember that rumor that he died? <laughs> Do I know? I remember when he died. It was so yeah, traumatic. There was a rumor that Tourette's... Get, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, there was that like rumor like online that Tourette's guy had died. And everybody believed it because he didn't make anything for a long time. And then, you know, he just popped back up one day. It's like, oh, he's not actually dead. He just took like a break or, 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 or took a nap like Dion. Mm. <laughs> oh, Dion, you're a gem. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, "Sorry, but rant time. WTF? Do they need to add Batgirl stuff in T the Killing Joke? Because I would, it, because it would only be so long. Great, just make the comic as it was. I didn't buy that movie because of that Batgirl stuff. Yes, TLJ Screwjob. I thought it was out of place too. I don't remember that." How the book starting? I'm <clears throat> pretty sure the book starts out with Batman and the Joker in jail, and Batman touches the Joker, and it turns out it wasn't. It was like a ploy or whatever, a, a fake Joker, Foker, if you will. Now, 
trying to pan mm. out stuff works sometimes. But the one thing about the Batgirl scene, and this is going off memory of viewing it one time, what, five years ago now? Was that a 2016 release? Anyway, I digress. My point I is... I believe so. They add stuff to these. And the reason I hated the Batgirl in this movie, The Killing Joke, so much is because I understood they were trying to tie together the emotional trauma of Barbara Gordon being shot by the Joker and the, you know, the damage done to her and all that stuff. I get it. I get what they were trying to set up. But it shouldn't have that parallel. It should be as senseless and merciless as the killing in the, or the shooting in the book catch you off guard like a real act of violence. Not to build some weird parallel and then also make it deeper like batman's revenge mission has to be deeper and personal for barbara it's like no dude no i i didn't like that at all i guess the big sell was having mark hamill come back and it worked i went and saw it in theaters but that was one of those that i think really i won't say changed the perception of all dc animated films but that's the controversial one we're still talking about and it the, that was the one that opened up a, a lot of people's eyes to the fact that dc has progressively made these dumber changes and changed these things from source material. And it's one of the reasons why I stopped watching these as soon as they come out. I used to watch them the first Tuesday, every every time they would drop one. Do you even watch them anymore, Dion? Oh, wait, you're asleep, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he went night-night. They did. Oh, okay, yep. just checking still. It's not like we have a show. Uh, 007 Cloud says review the Chester Bennington episode. Oh, sure, that'll be mm, 83rd on our oh list. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, episode 81. Yeah. Joseph Bienowicz says oh, Trump watch party, a... Johnny Dangerously. Oh, wait, is that is that um, Michael Keaton? Yeah, okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says to jump on the Joseph chat. Uh, glitter, and that was a waste. Sorry, to jump on Joseph's chat, glitter, and then wash out the taste with Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> like, it's not enough to, you know, watch glitter five and six times privately. I guess I got to watch it in front of everyone now, right? Yeah, man. You know, I mean, with your, we with, could with do, your... do a drunk party for glitter. Beep boop, what? I want to, but He's... we could. He, he, said, he, he said we could do a drunken watch party for glitter watch if you party. wanted to. I mean, we could. I don't want to, but we can. Uh, Doug Keller says the actress that played Myra on Family Matters passed away so young; it still burns me out this day to this day. Oh my god! Yeah, I I remember that. I always thought it was funny that Urkel had a hot girlfriend, but I always thought it was as a kid. I thought it was stupid that he still wanted Laura because I'm, you know, as a kid, I'm looking at both of them going, "This girl's mean to you." This one's nice to you, and she's really pretty. What are you? What What are you doing, Steve? And then I don't know. I was a child, so I didn't give a shit. Did you guys have a preference between Myra or uh, Laura on Family Matters? Oh, Laura. Oh, you like mean women. Got it. That's why you married yep. Brie Larson. I mean, married is married is a loose term, you know. <laughs> no, uh, she was not the one that did the porn. We have a, this is a really family matter centric episode. <laughs> Samurai Vader, thank you very much. Hello from El Salvador, world class bull, world class ball strappers. It's hot here. Also, Dion, who's worse, Buffalo Jeff or Jesse Kidney Stones? Team Fortress Two. When I'm oh, uh, Dion, 
Oh, Odeon. I guess I'm worse. Your snoring cannot save you from me. I guess he's dead. Wow, nothing really? Damn, not even like... He's, uh, get, he's just like stoned and knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Samurai Vader, I apologize that Dion fell asleep on you on air. Uh, yeah. Dion has gone bye-bye. Andrew Matthews says, look up the cover and cast of Wing Commander 3, Heart of the Tiger. Isn't Mark Hamill in that? There's a, there's a Wing Commander 3? Yeah, Mark Hamill's in it. Uh, let's see. I've never played it. But I oh, it's, oh okay. It. okay. I thought I, I thought I thought it was the movie from Wing Commander. I was like, what? Sorry, I got confused. Oh, no. So, yeah, this stars uh, Mark Hamill, Malcolm McDowell, John Reese davies and Tom Wilson. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why they don't credit... Thomas F. Wilson is Thomas F. Wilson in the Wing Commander thing because I'm like, who's Tom Wilson? And then I was like, oh, it's Thomas F. Wilson. That's strange. Biff. Biff for the layperson. Yes. Uh, here, I'll show the image while we read a few more super chats and then we talk about uh, our next segment. So the Wing Commander box is pretty baller. It's had a giant tiger man on it. And if they made a movie, he would be played by Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman's an asshole. I think he is, but he's a great actor. That is true. Is he? I don't know. He's, he's I've heard. I've. 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 I've heard he's an asshole. I've heard. I've heard multiple. multiple, 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 multiple is he really a great actor? I mean, he's always just been a fine actor to me. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's he's okay. He's he's all right. He's he's more of a character actor than anything. So, I mean, he's he's okay. Doug Keller says, Jeff, the WCBS movie should be made in the style of Jackass. Hi, I'm Jeff Hicks, and I'm going to cover myself in shark bait and jump in the Arctic Ocean. Uh, that, yeah, well, nah, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff no. never going to jump into the ocean like that. Now, hold on a second. The Arctic Ocean doesn't have sharks, does it? Uh, I don't. I, I want to say they don't, but I could. <laughs> it's probably not very warm, though. I was gonna say yeah. it's either be eaten by sharks or die of hypothermia. Yeah, covered I'm covered go in with meat. The third yeah. option and say neither. Yeah. I, no, 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 like no. We, 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 we all we all want, want to end up on a beach earning twenty percent. So. <laughs> Thank you, Hans, Bobby. <laughs> I'm I'm not your white knight. <laughs> um, the new number two says these days subverting our expectations would be making characters look the way they're supposed to. Yeah, that's true. Primer says, I would never break up with my girlfriend if she liked a movie that I didn't like. If she says Crystal Skull is better than Raiders, her ass is gone. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Are but what if Doug, she what if she what if she says uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3 is the best Beverly Hills Cop? Then what? Then you need to treat her like Wendy Testerberger treated that teacher and rocket her out of orbit. <laughs> up next we have our friend uh doug thank you very much and then uh stunning and brave paisley hidalgo had retracted a message uh but here's another one from the stunning and brave paisley hidalgo who says ready player one is also made by warner brothers so yeah the, the warner brothers movie space jam 2 the new legacy is essentially ready player one which is ready player one so 
Thanks, Warner Brothers. What, uh, so they ripped themselves true. off. Pretty yeah, much. but also, but also, once again, if you haven't read Ready Player One, I highly, highly suggest it. It's like, it is a lot of fun. It's a really good book. Um, the, what they did for the movie was as best as they could for ninety minutes. Like you can't cram that book into ninety minutes. There's no way. It's impossible. But they did the best they could with what they had, with you know, with the time they had um, f- for the movie. But yeah, it 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 does seem like they fucking copied it. <laughs> Yeah, but the I'm real sure. question is, can you take that book and can you roll it up real nice and tight and stick it straight up your candy ass? Uh, you could if you're Dion. That's true. Like up Dion. Albatross says, the tunes in 3D look like sleep paralysis aliens I keep dream- dreaming about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, was... they did not look good. No. And to highlight how good they didn't look is when they transitioned from 2D to 3D and like the same like scene, it was just like, whoa, this looks awful. When Bugs Bunny tried to emote, there was a scene where he's like, oh, and we're getting crazy or something. I'm paraphrasing poorly. But it shows him like go through all these weird like anim like extra animations, and I that's where I had the problem with. You can't call it uncanny valley because it's never meant to be real, but you're seeing the Looney Tunes do so much extra that it just feels awkward. It's like Bugs Bunny doesn't react that way emotionally; he reacts X way because he's drawn a certain way. But when you put him in this new medium, which is still technically animation, shooting for the realism with something that shouldn't be real. I definitely had that moment of disconnect. Yeah. Doug Keller says, another stunt in the WCBS movie. Hi, I'm Dion Green, and this is hot dog water snorkeling. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that we could do. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> the stunning and brave Paisley Hidalgo says, Big Chungus, Rick and Morty, and Among Us are all in this movie. WB just told us that we're getting an Among Us movie. Uh, God. I have not played mm. Among Us, have you? Nope. I think I played a little bit of it, but I didn't like it. I just kind of turned it off after a while because it was uh, it's too much. It's, 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 there was too much, like, I hate to say it, but there was too much story, and I was just like, I want more action because I like just, you know, shooting stuff and killing things. So I was not very happy with it. Wolf's Pain, thank you very much. What's the best Don Cheadle performance? Uh, or characters y'all have seen. In my opinion, his best or at least most entertaining was Basher Tar and the Oceans movies. Oh, shit. That's a good one. And he did that accent really well, too. Oh, man. Buck Swoop and Boogie Nights. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I liked him in the House of Lies there, show. It's a uh, Star Wars reference in that movie, too, that he does. Oh damn, that's true. Yeah, he uh, in the, the, there's a show yeah. called House of Lies where he's like a um, a marketing exec or something, and he's a complete piece of shit and an asshole, and he plays it to a T. He does really, really good with it. Um, I thought it was a fantastic job uh, that he you know he did a really good job with it. I didn't realize Don. Ch- I knew Don Cheadle was short, but five eight. Damn. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. To answer your question. My favorite Don Cheadle performance outside. I'm not going to give Iron Man because I love those, but come on. Uh, probably 
The first thing I remember Don Cheadle in was Rush Hour 2. You know, this is supposed to be a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> but I'm going to say my favorite Don Cheadle performance is as Captain Planet. So that's my answer. Oh, my God. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh, fuck. I forgot Don Cheadle was in After the Sunset. Yeah. 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 He plays a gangster um, in that uh, in the movie who's wanting to get the... Uh, the diamond off the ship or whatever, and he's you know he's 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 grilling um, James Bond over there for information. Uh, thank you, Wolf's Pain, for your super chat. Doug Keller says the movie did a good job or a good CGI job on LeBron's hairline. <laughs> oh damn, I, damn, dude! I noticed Cold-blooded. the hair piece. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man. It's just it's fucking cold-blooded, man. This show. Yeah, we are. We're, we're an ass. We're assholes. <laughs> Wolf Payne also says LeBron is the type of guy to try the stop it, get some help commercial in the bit of desperation, only to f it up. He will never beat Michael Jordan. Period. Yeah. The Duke Sabide says LeBron is Mike Honcho for China at this point, spreading his cheeks for Playgirl magazine. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, let's see. Shots let's fired. Actually, yeah. Let's jump over, actually. One more super chat, and then we're going to jump over to our wrestling segment uh, to close out our show. From Ralph Mack, who says, It took 15 years. Always knew Cena sucked. Angle rules. Well, Ralph, we have been on. Um, I have been against Cena since uh, shit, 2006, honestly. WrestleMania, the build up to WrestleMania 22 is what made me. Uh, an anti-John Cena fan. I fucking hate that guy as a wrestler because he was so predictable and so repetitive. Now, Kendo, you watch more AEW than anyone on the planet. You, mean, you, you watch may, may want to give him a, a, a minute there, buddy. He had, to, he, had to, he had to go. Oh, he's back. There you go. So now, Kendo, you watch more AEW than anyone here um, what do you think about yeah. the rumor that CM Punk is coming to AEW? I mean, okay, so do I think it'll help? Maybe. Um, want to see Punk wrestle again? Yeah, of course, I want to see CM Punk wrestle again. I enjoy CM Punk. Uh, I just. I don't know. It's I don't know what role he would fit into AEW other than, you know, maybe he can be an outsider that fights against the laughing, joking numbnuts that are the elite. I don't know. It's I want it, but at the same time, it's not really it's not really helping the argument of AEW just sold WWE talent. It's definitely no. a term scenario. Bring him in. Let him do some stuff and then, you know, just let him go on his merry way. Well, I know a lot of fans. There's Okay. There are specific sects of wrestling fans. There's a very specific type of CM Punk fan. And you could call them Marks, this, that, and the other. But my point is there's a specific type of wrestling fan that really wants CM Punk to return. I think CM Punk has a very finite, uh, if he ever returns, which I don't think he will, and I don't think he should, but I think he has a small window. It's 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 not that it's too late. It's what else is there to achieve, and I really don't think in, in uh, uh, not independent, but a smaller wrestling company. There's enough egos they need to feed over at AEW. I don't think Phil Brooks is going to be another ego that they can feed and sustain a business. 
No, definitely not. Um, Joseph Bianowicz, anybody can outperform fucking Kenny Omega. He's not that good. He's severely overrated. Um, yeah, I mean, you've already got shitloads of egos, and that's just in the executive vice president's wing of the of the the building. But with everybody they've already got, it's just like I don't know where he would fit in, and I would, and I I could just see him maybe getting lost in the shuffle after they make it after he makes his big debut. And they trottle him out there and he does what he's doing and then turns around. It's like, what are you going to do with him after you get your, you know, his, the big pop, the big, big oh, look, we've got CM Punk. Isn't that great? Like, what are you going to do with him after the first, you know, few weeks? You know, are you going to stick him in a fucking death match with Moxley? No, because he he's too old. Yeah. Now, what's the deal with Daniel Bryan going over there? So, if the rumors are to be believed, and it's probably very likely that it's the case, because the other, like, right now, it's just a bunch of rumor and innuendo online, and that Bryan Daniel and the American Dragon is all elite. I have not seen any confirmation on that. That might be because they're, you know, finally doing the smart thing at AEW and actually keeping this shit a secret as opposed to just immediately broadcasting it as soon as they do anything. And that's the rumor right now. I know the other day that I think it was Solid Monster I was listening to. They he had talked he had the story the contract between the WWE and completely broken down. So if that's the case, then it could be because it wants to go to AEW. But then I also feel like that's another situation where you get a guy that's better than your entire roster. Kendo, Kendo, you're, 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 you're ripping out real bad, buddy. Well, I don't have to tell you then. Okay. I'm sorry. I just had to let you know. It's okay. Look at the uh, robot. Look at you. I'm breaking. Look, welcome to 3535, Kendo. You're officially a robot now. <laughs> Great. That came in yeah, clear. It's like you're going to bring in another. You're going to. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to bring in Daniel Brown. You're going to give him. Like, he's going to get lost in the shuffle because they're not going to treat him the way he needs to be treated, which is better than everybody else they got. Yeah, Dion, you should be quiet. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm not trying to. Uh, <laughs> Now pay attention to your assessment. I I just I want AEW to be more than it is. That's all I can say. I believe that that horse has left the barn with AEW. Like they came in, lots of promise, everything. You know, they're like, okay, they're gonna. It's gonna be a sports based wrestling show. It's gonna be like the way it used to be. We're gonna have it's gonna be an old style wrestling program. And that lasted for just a brief period of time. And then they started doing the silly shit. And you can clearly tell that most of the AEW matches are just guys cooperating with each other to do spots. What was it? Yeah. Um, uh, when we were in the hotel room one of the nights, we watched, um, I think you brought up AEW botched or botches or whatever on YouTube. And we and we watched yes. one part, and I think it was like thirty minutes long, or it was a it was a good long video, and it was hilarious because like there were a lot of botched stuff. 
and you said, "Oh yeah, there are seven more parts." And I'm just like, "What?" And how long have they well, been no, around? Two yeah, years. So it, it was, it was, it was fifty AEW boxes in seven minutes, and there's three parts of it right now, and it's supposed to be a seven part series. Jeez. And they've only but been yes, around for two years. And other stuff up. Well, yeah, true, but I mean, like, it's just, it's just. You know, like they promised so much and they haven't delivered. And also, like, um, I we recently heard that they were putting they're they're sinking their money into a video game. It's like maybe worry about getting a better product first and then getting a video game. Just saying, you know. Well, see, random, random part of the that's that's a big part of the problem about getting the better product. The person that is running AEW is the money person. He's also the head booker. That's never worked in wrestling in his life until he created his own company with his EVP circle. And he pretty much lets them run everything. Hence why they're constantly featured all the time in big spots on TV, including Cody Rhodes, who's like a mid-carter on his own TV show. But he has prominently featured segments all the time. Yeah, that's the guy that I I can't I can't abide by the way he handles this shit. <laughs> Now, it, it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. So that's yeah, and they've gave jobs to all their little fucking in-goo friends that have never been trained properly. And there's a reason why they never were any big promotions because nobody would hire them. But then their friends got jobs at running the promotion, and that's how you get Joey fucking Janella. Hmm. Now, the AEW uh, promotion has a rival. <clears throat> well, they don't think they're their rival. WWE. Money in the Bank. Kendo, what would you think? Um, I thought it was a show that was overshadowed by the fact that John Cena showed up at the end and everybody imagined it the greatest thing in the world. Um, I, other than that, I thought it was just an all right pay-per-view. It wasn't anything to write home about. Um, I thought it was completely ironic and pretty much backs up everything what what you know people say about the nepotism in the WWE and how anybody that's tangentially related to a certain Dwayne the Rock Johnson can get away with murder. Yeah. Lost your buddy. Sorry. Kendo is at twenty eight point eight megs per year. I don't know. You're you're <laughs> slow, bro. Um. Yeah. I mean, at least. Uh. That's yeah. I I yeah I I saw you guys you know chat about it in our in our Facebook chat and um didn't sound didn't sound like a lot of fun didn't seem like a lot of fun either so and I I remember uh, people were raving online about uh, Don the John Cena coming back at the end I'm just like oh good it's the uh, it's 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 John Cena. Who, who actually random, likes and cares about him? <laughs> random late night question. I'm going to make a bad decision. What should I get food wise? Oh, God. Rallies. <laughs> I don't want to die. Checkers. I thought it was good. Yes, Nick. I'll, tr- I'll fall for that trap. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't give me a choice. You just said, "What? What should I choose?" I'm like, "All right, checkers." I don't Fine. know. Go Arby's then. I don't know what you want. All right, I'll get. I'll go to Arby's. Uh, Jabralyn Van Zant, thank you very much. Says Kevin Smith's wife 
boyfriend likes world class bullshitters, says my black ass Dion. <laughs> I mean, that's entirely possible. That yeah, that she is, seems uh, like a nice lady. She has good taste. Ooh, White Castle. That's what I should have. Uh, Yakase says James and the Giant choice. Dongle. <laughs> Jesse and I are going to make some very bad decisions later. Wolfspain says thanks for reminding me of the CW. One one race swap I didn't understand was Josie and Riverdale. They already have Valerie Brown. Why change Josie? Because I don't know. Because they could. That's why. That's and the other thing is like it's a small town in the middle of fucking nowhere, and that doesn't make any sense uh, sense either. Nor does the I guess I guess the race swap for Veronica as well that they did, which just doesn't seem it's just weird. But yeah, it's 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 how it's it's how the CW operates, and it's just how they do things. Adam Wofford, thank you very much for your super generous super chat. He says, they are making The Last of Us... Sorry, they are making The Last Starlight 2 with the original cast, and Retro Blazing has them on, and they're talking about the sequel. Also, I hear there might be a remake of Crawl or a sequel. So I think the auto-correcting um, Retro Blasting, and maybe you mean The Last Starfighter 2? Because I know that was part of Iconicon. They had... not Lan- Did they have Lance Guest? They had someone, a large name associated with that. By the way, folks, make sure you guys check out all the Iconicon stuff. Michael and Melinda, Michael and Melinda really put on, uh, put a lot of work into it, and so you guys can check out that live stream for more information. I didn't myself watch it, but I've seen you know screenshots and stuff and uh, title cards and people talking about it. Now, what says you uh, guys? Would you want to see a Last Starfighter too? No. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the first one a lot. Um, I know, I know a lot of people don't like it, but um, I do. I bought it on Blu-ray recently when I think Shout Factory put out a nice, a nice one for it. Um, love that movie. It is, it is, it's, it's a very eighties. It's like it's a very, very, very true to life eighties movie. I fucking love it. Um, and if they're gonna make a part two, I don't know how they're gonna do that unless those, unless that Space Federation needs help again with the same aliens or different ones or what's happening. I don't know. I know but this I'm sure isn't popular, Nick. Yeah. But this is the only movie that could get a remake that would make sense. How though? A remake or a part two? A remake. Okay, yeah. If it's a remake, then it could happen entirely. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Because then then you just then you just go the Jumanji two route. Then basically, pretty much, kind of in that no. in that kind of vein. Um. You could, yeah, you could. Yeah, they, yeah. It would it would make sense. But if you're doing a part, if you're doing a continuation of the first story, there's no, no way you could. I don't see a way of them doing a part two to to, to that. It does. I don't know, man. It just. I don't know how that would work. It's just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Donald Camp, thank you very much. Donald says, "Hey guys, missed y'all last week, but I but I get it. I'm an hour behind. I just wanted to tell you, I broke up with a girl in the '90s over Jeff Gordon, and she was." Big wait, hold on. Let's see. I broke up with a girl in the '90s over Jeff Gordon, and she was a big at. Well, let's keep it PG. So, um, there we go. There's an, there's somebody that broke up over Jeff Gordon in the '90s. <laughs> over Jeff Gordon, the the American race car driver. Race car driver. Yeah, I mean, I race car driver. Of, my parents got into fights over Jeff. Gordon. Like. My dad was a big Dale Earnhardt fan, and my mom, Jeff Gordon, and my dad hated Jeff Gordon. So 
anytime Jeff Gordon won, my mom was like all excited and trying to rub his nose in it. They they didn't speak to each other the rest of the evening. <laughs> oh god. It's fucking it's fucking NASCAR. It's fucking NASCAR. I mean, people fight about sports all the time. I can believe That's that. True, one. but it's 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 turning left for like three hours. Yeah, but there's a different like level of intensity that comes with sports fans that doesn't come with comic book fans. Like there 100%. are, believe me, I, I'm an in, I'm one of the more like intense comic book fans. But like, there's nothing compared to that shit. Like, go to a sport. Go, Kendo. Compare a comic book nerd, the most extreme one, to like a football hooligan. Who's gonna win? Probably the hooligan. So, I get it. I get it over sports, but not. Uh, geekdom. Josh Leak yeah. says this Masters of the Universe will just have the skin of Masters of the Universe. However, it will not have its soul. It's just another husk of the dragon's teeth of agenda slowly dying. I mean, we keep saying the agenda slowly dying, but it seems to be coming back more and more, and with you know, with more and more entertainment all the fucking time. So, I would, I would love, I would love to be like, oh, you know, quit, quit giving it money, and they'll get the message. But apparently, they're fucking not, and it's, they just keep making this bullshit. So. Cash Kester says, to be fair, he did a great job portraying himself in Reboot as a pompous, arrogant a-hole. Party boob! Now he, meaning Kevin Smith, pronouns pal, uh, did do a good job with Jay and Silent Bob's Reboot and playing himself. I mean, hey, it's kind of hard to uh, play yourself wrong. Ralph Mack says, Cameron Pasha of Midnight's Edge says, Cena's against, sorry, Says, uh, sorry, says Cena's again screwed up as Hollywood's starting to veer away from pleasing China now. Hollywood sees him as a joke. Oh, well, I have always seen John Cena as a joke. Part of me wants to have a little simpy, but I'm all out of simpy for John Cena because I want to be like, yeah, you said something stupid. Hopefully you could get a chance to, you know, build a career and say more stupid things. But uh, wouldn't it be weird if John Cena was the only dude who canceled himself by trying to do what he thought was the right thing corporately? <laughs> yeah, it would. It'd be funny as hell. But um he wouldn't be the first you know, he wouldn't be the first dude to do that. But um Yeah, I mean like I've never been a fan of John Cena. I mean he's done a couple of funny movies here and there. There was that Fireman movie he did for Nickelodeon that was pretty good. There was a couple of the comedies he's done that are pretty good as well. But nothing like groundbreaking, nothing that's been something that I have to go see that I thought was awesome or good enough to like buy in Blu-ray or whatever. So for me to like forget him and you know just not have any more simpy form is easy. Hmm. Uh, Jiggy Nomic says, sleep on green and getting too old for this podcast. You're, you're not wrong. It's true. Uh, Mo Am I better now? Am I back? Am I better? Am I beep pooping? You're better. I hear you, buddy. Okay, I reset my connection. You sound uh, glorious. Says, Watch Space Jam season by Meat Canyon on YouTube. Well, I will take a picture of your recommendation. I'll check it Meat out. Meat Cannon. Oof, I don't like Meat the sound Cannon. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph Max says, as critical Jim Cornette is on W or as critical as Jim Cornette is on AEW, he's right. Uh yes, he is definitely right. Because his his hatred for AEW stems from the same reason my hatred for AEW. We finally got a promotion that came along, a national wrestling promotion that had promise 
that could push the WWE to give us another option to watch wrestling. And they came in with all these promises about, you know, we're going to do things right. It's going to be sports-based. It's going to be like it was when you remember how great it used to be. And then they went for the comedy, the ha-ha, the silly shit, all the goofy stuff, the high-speed matches with all the super kicks and all the dumb stuff. And it was just like, yep, never mind. They lied to us. They lied too much. What can you do about it? I told you she would never consciously betray the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, remember the Roll Tide WCBS tournament where each of you had one of the Golden Girls? Is that a Patreon thing or something? I, uh, what? I remember our list of women for Roll Tide, but I don't recall a single Golden oh, Girl. Oh, oh, oh. I was think never we just randomly the... referred to women as Roll Tide, and I think we yeah, thought... That... I think. Were we going to no. do like the most Roll Tide women co- uh, competition, like a bracket challenge or something? Yeah, we were, and then it just kind of faded. So, yeah, we never got to make it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, it looks like we have reached the end of our episode. Episode 275, folks, was a big success. Is there anything, Nick, that you would like to say before we go? No. All right. Kendo. Nick Gage on last night. He's going to fight Jericho next week. And Jericho has brought back his painkiller gimmick to deal with Nick Gage. And for anybody that doesn't know who Nick Gage is, he is one of those extreme hardcore outlaw wrestling guys that beats people over the head with fluorescent tubes and tries to cut people's heads with uh, pizza cutters. And he's the one that almost killed David Arquette. I wish they would just have him wrestle Markle stunt. Oh, God. Put him out of our misery. So, Nick, I can, I assume you don't have anything you'd like to add. Uh, that is correct, Jeff. Uh, hello, folks in the chat. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? And while we wait, Dion, do you have anything you'd like to add? I guess not. He's out of simpy. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of something. Hey, Kendo. I'm huh. going to press a button and see if it wakes him up. What's the number we should press? Uh, uh, whatever the one the horses are. Didn't work. No, he's still he's still asleep. Let's try this one again. If it would have worked, and he wakes up, he's like, "Oh, hey, we're still going." Immediately goes straight to horse girl. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like uh, hey, Turbo Donks here. What's up? Uh, it seems like Dion has died on air. So, folks, we're gonna get out of here. Dion, I hope you have as good a night rest as Space Jam Two was a film. Oh, <laughs> that movie was bad. Yeah, 
It was shit, pure shit. Kevin's mom. So, folks, from all of us here on the channel, thank you for watching. I had a video, or I have a video out today. It was about a massive Marvel troll who tricked uh, a big website, and they look like dicks. So, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, it was it's a lot of fun. I have a toy video. Yes, a toy video is coming back Saturday, and I have a lot of goodies in the hopper, so be prepared for that. So I'm going to head out uh, and make some bad decisions. So folks, from all of us here on the channel, be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com.